No banter before the beginning. No, I mean I don't. I don't really. It's Tuesday. It's weird for me. Yeah, that's true. You know, usually it's Mondays crazy, and then Tuesdays is crazy. But I don't have a podcast to do. Right. No, I don't have any banter. Okay. Chair. Do you nope. have anything that you want to complain about? Anything the internet wronged you on this this week? I'm good. <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> I just shut it off. There, there probably is, but you know, this under the guy bridge, posted this, on Reddit. There's always a guy posted on Reddit doing something. You know, he just, <laughs> he's just so stupid. I could back him up on that. Those people are assholes. <laughs> then get off Reddit. I like Reddit though. I haven't been. You know how many times I've been on Reddit? How many? Donut. Zero. Goodness. Never. Ever. You never went to Cars Fucking Dragons on Reddit? Well, that's right. Like, that's Reddit. Rule 32 of the yeah, internet. I thought it's 34. Rule 34. Oh, okay. What is 32? If it exists, or if you could think of it, porn exists of it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. some lonely person out there. But that's Reddit. Drawing it. Absolutely not. It's not Reddit at all. Yes, it is. It's a part of Reddit. It's not what Reddit is. Oh, you, you, are you, you, you going to school me on Reddit now? Yeah, I, I think it. And, I and think what does Dan it stand for? To jump in and school you on Reddit a lot. What does Reddit me. stand for? Reddit. I know what NPA stands a cong- for. See, all right, here's the thing. Mark thinks that Reddit is just this conglomerate of nerdy assholes that just. It's AOL 2.0. <laughs> no, <laughs> That's what he thinks it more, is. There's more to it than that. The health of Splash of Slightly. Yeah, with chat rooms and it groups. Is, it's like, it's, it's, is it's, there a lot of ASL on Reddit? No. <laughs> I. <laughs> Unless you want to count uh, Gone Wild, maybe yeah. on there. <laughs> gone Wild or, or Gone Wild Nerdy or Gone Wild Tube or Gone Wild Nerdy is awesome. What gone does Reddit stand dragons. for, Jer? It, nothing. It has to stand for something. Well, it means you read it, like read something. You yeah, read you it. Read it. Well, why isn't it R E A D I T? Because practically nothing in Web 2.0 verse is. Did you air quote Web 2.0? I, I did. <laughs> Web to Web 2.0 verse. So what is so if it means Reddit, why are you writing it? But then other people read it. But then you're getting too technical about it. It's kind of like oh really? You it's kind of like Spotify. Why yeah. Spotify? You, you didn't Spotify anything. You listen to fight it, or you play listen to Who fight made, it. Did you that's, read that on Reddit? That, no, I. I <laughs> that's that's your logic. That's my logic. Yes, that's your logic. My Carlin, Be- you get not, in well, the plane, not on it. How logic. Write it. Yeah. Why you should go on the overthinking like, things subreddit. <laughs> is there? S- <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'll link it to you later. If it's not, I'll make one. Plus, they have great names. Like I was looking up legal advice for reasons I will tell you about after the show's over. <laughs> and the name of the legal subreddit is "Am I Am I Free to Go?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Are you really going to do it? Do you no. have the Reddit Wait, app? Have I have the Reddit app. Yeah, I have the Reddit app. Um, I have Reddit, Reddit is fun. I have Reddit is fun too. It's awesome. Wait, the, there's multiple is? Reddit apps. It's fun. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of Reddit apps. Wow. Do you want to start this? Yes. Thanks. Start the show. Please start. (laughs) Start this show right now. So sad I said that. Fuck. Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 44. 
We're coming to you from the Stud at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. My name is Mark Denebaum, and I do not go on Reddit. And standing in for Lauren, because Lauren hasn't seen Star Wars, is the worst human being in the world. <laughs> Jer Tobin. Hi, everyone. Yeah. It's me. Again. If you had a con- if there was a if it was like Jer Tobin comma and like what you did, what would it be? Internet per- peruser. <laughs> Jer Tobin. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. I'm okay with internet Wait, didn't peruser. Model too. Uh oh. Oh, those are. I've still not seen Can, pictures, and I'm bummed about that. He'll show you after the show. No, I won't. You have to I, show him. No, I'm sure I don't have Reddit. to. Jer, <laughs> can we get your photos on Reddit? No, your modeling photos. It's no. like him, like. It's like it's like it's like the photographer was shooting down and Jer's like laying in like uh like some sort of uh <laughs> polar bear <laughs> carpety thing. And I think there's like a stuffed cat next to him or something. Was there a fireplace behind him? Might have been. No, it like, was like straight but here's, down. But here's and- the thing, like Jer, like <laughs> like I'm like, Jer, you got a smoking bod, man. <laughs> I did. Yeah, he, bah, 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 bah. he com- compared to all of us, you have a smoking bod, but he won't show anybody these photos because I think he's afraid of what we'll do to them. <laughs> you don't, hey, listen, I could carry myself really well. You don't know. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about carrying anything. It's just Jer, like, and he's got like the V, you know what I mean? Oh, like the have, hip. Oh, he had the like the, oh, he had like the, the hip Yo, dance. The v is so hot. Like, I'm not gay, but I wish I he had looked, the v. He, you know what he, he looked like the G.I. Joe character when you took the clothes off of it. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Like that's the bod Jer has or had and had. Yeah. Look at you, like. So <laughs> trust me, I'm like having you're, PTSD yeah, flashbacks. You really let you're having go. PTSD <laughs> flashbacks of when you looked good. Can I ask you a question? Can you still shop at like Old Navy? I. I don't when know. You can, when you can only shop at specialty stores, talk to me. All right. I want to fucking hear before then? Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So we're here with uh, two of the uh, nerdiest comedians that I know: Dan Hobble and Ted Hebert. Hello. Hello, the internet. <laughs> so and you just said hello to Jer. We are. Hello, Reddit. As soon as you put this up, I'm putting it on Reddit on the Star Wars subreddit. You, you should. Man. I'm going to. All right, good. Hi, hi, our Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hi. <laughs> hello. Uh, I just let you know our Star Wars and all of Reddit. We defended you. Against, yes, we did. Against yeah. the, the naysayers. My name's Mark, and I think you should all get jobs. My name's Dan, and GW Nerdy has helped me on many a lonely night. <laughs> My name's Ted. Downvote Dan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's keep moving on, brother. Can, uh, so as you can imagine, uh, we are here to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, we've all finally seen it, and uh, we have plenty to say about it. So uh, we'll get to that in just a few moments. Uh, definitely want to mention our uh, sponsors on the website, uh, Beer Boys. They're a uh, Wilkes-Barre uh, bar and restaurant that has the area's largest uh, draft selection with uh, 72 beers on tap. Now, they're celebrating 16 years in business with uh, 16 uh, highly sought-after beers by uh, Founders Brewing Company on Sunday, January 24th at 2 p.m., uh, check that out. And uh, the highlight of the party is uh, they're going to have uh, F- Founders uh, Kentucky <laughs> Breakfast Stout on uh, <laughs> on tap, which uh, Mark went into quite extensively on the last podcast. I'm not laughing about what they're doing when you said like the special thing they were going to do. Like in my head, I imagined it would be like you, you can watch Jer on Reddit. <laughs> like they were going to set up a big projector and Jer was going to be 
Yeah, so sub- it's going to be subredditing. Me. And they were going to have his modeling computer. photos. Yeah, like, his modeling. Yeah. Like and going on a projector. Yeah, this. I bet you at Jer's house, his screensaver is that. I don't have a screensaver. So there. What? You're too cool for a screensaver? Reddit told you not to do no, that? No, it's just that the screen never shuts off because yeah, I'm always on it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Wait until you get a girlfriend. Do you not until? have a girlfriend? No. Jared doesn't have a no. girlfriend. No. I'm completely happy signal. It's intentional. But In his thermosil conditioner. Like, he's I, really happy about it. I mean, I like Star Wars and stuff, but I like putting my dick in things, too. I'm just wondering how you deal with that. Um, so, wait, taking this moment for he a buys sponsor, Star no, Wars memorabilia. No, and then he puts his dick in it. He pulled the top <laughs> off the BB 8 thing. Oh, and yeah. I, I bought special Boba Fett lube um, at Spencer's. <laughs> it was a Sarlacc sand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope there's a lube that's like a Jar Jar branded lube. It's just, yeah. It's, it could say Misa Horn. <laughs> oh my God. How long were you sitting on that one? I just thought of it. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> So what else are they doing on this special occasion? <laughs> How about that sponsor? Oh, we're already we're already moving on from that. All right. They're, they 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 uh, I, I'm sure don't want to be associated with all of that. Thank I apologize. Yeah, we apologize. <laughs> um, but you can't you can't throw five nerds in a room and not somehow get into talking about sex. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, going on on the site currently, uh, the uh, new vintage ensemble is producing. A uh, new cinematically styled Hamlet at the Scranton Cultural Center uh, in January. That's uh, January eighth through the sixteenth, uh, starring uh, Connor O'Brien, who we've had on the show uh, previously. I believe we're going to have the Hamlets on yes. soon, right? Uh, yes, we will have the Hamlets. <laughs> the Hamlets. If they were a band, <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will be on the the show coming up, um, possibly next episode. Uh, okay, we'll see about that. Uh, oh. Um, the uh, the illusionists, which uh, I was not aware of, these guys. Uh, the illusionists. Yeah, I apparent. Yeah, apparently okay. I missed out on this. I don't know if they was, took their name from the movie or or what, but uh, they're they was, they're a big Broadway hit. Uh, they're also a big hit in London, where basically they're like a te- like a superhero team of different magicians that come together to do like one big show. So like now you see me. Yeah, basically, okay. like very similar to that. Were they the four horsemen in that movie? Uh, in in this case, uh, there's seven of them. So oh, seven, yeah. Horsemen. So they they took it up another notch. All right. Which I think they're doing a sequel to that movie. By they the are. Way. I just saw they the trailer. Are. Danny Radcliffe's in it. Yeah. Okay. I knew somebody I liked was in that. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, so they're coming to the uh, Sands Bethlehem Event Center um, on April 14th. Uh, they have two shows there. So if you're into magic and stuff, that would be uh, that would be cool. We should have uh, Zach on just to, uh, to just to talk about uh, magic in general. Why is Zach a big magic guy? Well, he has that whole bit. <laughs> you know what's funny about that? I've never actually asked him if he likes magic or not. Yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously? You've yeah, never I've never because like... I love magic and I wonder if he. I doubt he does, but you never know. He might. Yeah. All right. I like magic. I don't like David Blaine. No, I like old school magic, like, like pulling the rabbit. Well, yeah, actually, I'm okay. fine with that. Like the Prestige. I've never seen the Prestige. Oh, dude, it's so good. That's what everybody says. That's yeah. Christopher Nolan. Yes, it is. Yeah. And David Bowie's in it. He I, plays Nicholas Tesla. I already kind of know how it ends. Who cares? Mm. How many times have you seen Star Wars? Well, I've seen it. I saw no, 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 not the new one. Oh, God, I have no idea. Yeah, you knew how every one of those ended. That's true. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> also coming to uh, Sands Bethlehem on March 25th. Are, is, uh, is Boba Fett lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that is that is that a production? Sands. No, it's just sand. <laughs> oh, okay. Turn her uh, sarlacc sand. pit into a sarlacky <laughs> pit. Uh, the oh, temptations thanks. and the four tops, like the real ones. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I guess there's uh, one original member in each still still kicking. I don't know if the other ones are. Who was the second one in the retirement home or what? Uh, the temptations and the four tops. Oh, the four tops. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they'll be there March 25th. Uh, we have tons of photos uh, from several photographers from the NEPA holiday show. Um, How many photographers did you send there? Well, I didn't. It, it, here, here's the thing. I is, said no one. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, the, usually it, it's kind of one of those dibs kind of things. If the first person that asked me, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do it. So uh, my friend Amanda Dittmar asked me, you know, to, uh, to shoot it. And I said, sure. And uh, then Jason Reed Miller was like, oh, I'm, I'm shooting, you know, cabinet. And they, they played Friday and Saturday at uh, the Kirby Center, which will also have uh, photos from uh, Friday and a review of uh, Friday's show. But I thought he was going to Saturday as well. He didn't. He went to that instead. And I said, what are you shooting for? He's like, I'm shooting for you. I said, okay, I guess I have multiple photos now. Then I ran into a friend of mine, uh, Michelle Beck, who has shot many photos for this site as well. And she's like, oh, I'm I'm shooting for no one. So you can have the photos too. So I'm like, all right. So I've got photos from many different photographers. Isn't Reed Miller like the best employee ever? Because all he says is this. I'm working today. Yeah. Pretty and much. You're like, oh, b- okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. Awesome. All right. <laughs> How was the show? Did you go? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we had a table actually set up uh, next to the other bands and everything like that to kind of hand out cards, let people know about any PA scene and stuff like that. It's packed. And well, you know, I'll get into uh, the last word later, but uh, some people had some uh, things to say about the podcast. So we we did have some listeners that came to the show. Like on stage or like when you were taking a shit? No, uh, you know, people who came up to our table and asked. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I still think no one listens. (laughs) (laughs) I always, Dan Hopple, I always have to think the worst. Yes, you do. Otherwise, because it's like, all right, this is a man show because it's about the Star Wars. So I always like, you know, like. You know how like when you're when you're younger and you're like oh, every like high school is like my dick's bigger than yours and like that type of shit. I never had that feeling, but go ahead. I would always say it's small, just because if anybody ever saw it, they would either a not be disappointed because that's what they expected, or be very happy because it was bigger than small. So I always go negative on everything, just so I can never disappoint anyone because they'll always be disappointed. <laughs> what were we talking about? I just, I seriously had a couch moment right there. Yeah. You're talking about how, how you don't think anyone listens to the podcast. Yeah. I just don't, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think that I'm not even finishing that sentence. That, that is the end. Of the While sentence. you were I telling that think. story too, all I kept thinking is, out. and if you ever saw it, <laughs> that was all I could think of as soon as you said it that way. I'm a grower. <laughs> So right, speaking of on. the podcast, uh, one, one, another one that we, uh, one of our, our favorite episodes, the uh, Blinded Passenger episode. Um, yes. <laughs> also my favorite episode. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, what was it like episode three? Yeah, it was like early. It was early yeah. on. I think it was three. Yeah. All downhill after that. Early. <laughs> <laughs> I was Jumped the shark pretty fast. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the singer from blind and passenger, uh, Patrick McGlynn is also a solo artist and, uh, he's working on a, a new solo album now. Uh, but he, uh, premiered a Christmas song on the website, uh, called Christmas lights in June, which, uh, is a really cool song. It's, it's kind of a, uh, a quirky song about the holiday. 
not exactly a funny song, but an interesting uh, take on on your typical holiday song. Uh, you have Steve Warner on drums, who you know Steve's also in Blind and Passenger. Uh, so check the uh, the song out on the site. Uh, you can stream it for free, or you can buy it for uh, a whole dollar. And and also uh, for those that don't know, in the next twenty four to forty hours after a two year absence, the Pushes Christmas song will be out. Ooh, Ooh very excited for that! Yeah. That's it. Well, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll post it on the site. I know. Well. I, I I've seen Jimmy the last couple of days, and he literally looks like he's trying to kick heroin because <laughs> he's so exhausted from doing so much stuff. Um, but yeah, in the next twenty four to forty eight hours, the world will have new push material. Nice. Can we go back to Blind Passenger for one second? Sure. Are they, they're still together, right? Yes. Do they ever perform anywhere? They haven't played in a while. Okay, so I'm not losing my mind because I no. follow them on Facebook, and the last time I saw them was when. Marky, I ran into you down there at the Keys. Is that, wasn't that like the first night we met? Well, we met here for uh, Buddy uh, w- Wakefield. Wakefield. Yeah. We met briefly that night, and then I was going to the Blind Passenger Show, and you said you were going, so we hung out there for a bit. But that was the, yeah, that was the And you pulled the here. whole like Facebook message like, hey, remember me? Yeah, I think I did, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, you were the, yeah, I'll meet you. Yeah. Even though I, I could have I left with one kidney. I don't know. I'm happy that I went. Yeah, it was a fun show. Because now I consider I you... Met, that was, I met Connor for the first time there, too. O'Brien? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I actually sat with him listening to Blind Passenger. It was like watching a lemming on steroids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Like, we get excited about Star Wars and shit we love. He gets excited about everything. I, like, I Nobody can see true. this, but I think I can do Connor's surprise face. Hold on. <laughs> 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 okay so <laughs> all right what else oh well this this will lead right into our uh, star wars discussion uh yeah. a manager at the uh, great escape uh dixon city uh, 14 imax uh jimmy mancus is also a, a local solo musician and so he wrote a, a funny song about star wars that he performed before the uh seven and ten showing at the uh the imax of uh star wars the force awakens he played this before the uh the the thing and i thought oh that's Isn't that that's mighty so cool. presumptuous of him to be like <laughs> you guys have wait i have now i now have an audience why would you willingly open for star wars <laughs> <laughs> that is something i would like to i i honestly uh i i know i've no i've seen this guy around before i've i but i i've i don't know where i can't remember where we should have but, him on we should be we should do like um uh like a mini podcast and just have him on for like 10 minutes and be like What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> so you performed a song before Star Wars. Like, it'd be awesome if he went How up there and like, sorry. like if he went up and did like, all right, guys, like I know you're here waiting and you've probably been in line for like three hours. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do like all the cantina songs or all like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. all the songs from like the, you know, the. Mm. The bars like of the Star Wars the, universe, covering Star Wars music yeah. instead of right. This is my original, except for the song from uh, Return of Jabba's Hut. Yes, yeah. that we song. already talked about that. No, no more Thank of that. God song. Be there. You know, that's actually one of the few things I actually I don't hate the special editions. Just like I don't hate the prequels. That's one of the few scenes I absolutely despise. When that guy comes out and it turns fucking, in like, and I like Max Rebo, but they fucking destroyed that scene. Yeah, it lost everything that it was supposed to have. Nothing about his Jabba's pal- palace scream puts that. off that vibe yeah like we're gonna murder a bunch of people but we're gonna have fun too like the moment you see like when you go back and look at it it's like oh an opium den yeah 
And then all of a sudden it's like, just like, what? You just scared every drug addict in here. <laughs> well, don't judge this song before you've heard it. It's not. It's no, I'm just nowhere it. near. I'm, no, 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 I'm just. I'm. It's I, very. It's very funny and tongue in cheek. Uh, you I know. don't. I don't know this guy, and I'm kind of treating him like he's one of us. Yeah, and just giving him shit. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, uh, watch the video, judge for yourself. And, the people you in know, the theater le- film it. Leave a comment. Uh, actually, uh, these guys that I, I just became aware of recently, uh, uh, local guys who do uh, fan films, like uh, you know, like the like there's local guys that do fan films. Exactly. Why are they not calling me? Right. So, uh, so I, I I just found these guys through doing this video. Uh, they 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 posted it the other day. So I was like, all right, we're gonna get into contact them and get them on the show. We need to have yeah, them on the I podcast. I really want to do my Love Actually fan film. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be a part of that? Yes. I think they'll only do it if it's like Love Actually with Batman. <laughs> Could you do it with Batman? What if it's remember the scene from Love Actually where like the uh, the dude from The Walking Dead walks up to Kira Knightley yes. and he does the cue card things? Uh-huh. But what if it was Batman and all he did was like <laughs> and then he just he, at like every card he would go like <clears throat> <clears throat> like that like just this weird like guttural like Well, I'm I'm of the opinion that most things are better with Batman, so I I think that would work. All right. Can we just remix Love Actually like Arlnauts? I love Love yes. Actually. I do too. I love I, Love, love Actually. Love is one of my favorite rom-coms of all time. Did you ever see Notting Hill? I have not. Love Notting Hill. Is it good? Love Notting Hill. I, and I'm not afraid to say it. I never saw it. I, I do love Love Actually though. I, I will never ever say a bad word against it. But I do have the girlfriend. Or, oh no, fiance. I have the girl who is like, I'm like, we should watch Notting Hill. And she's like, anime. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So, I don't know. She she's a keeper. Oh yeah. <clears throat> For those who don't know, I got engaged yesterday. Yay! <laughs> right right after we went to the nine eleven museum. <laughs> <laughs> this is ground zero for my love. No, I'll, 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 oh give, you the, I'll give you the I'll give you I'll give you the quick synopsis before we get into the love story that Can is I fly Star my Wars. Heart plane into your heart tower. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And we're banned from iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that sponsor just pulled out. Jesus Christ, Dan. <laughs> None of us speak. It's like the DVD commentary. These do not represent the views of Paramount yeah, right. Pictures. <laughs> this does not Dan does not represent. 25-8 studios. Um, so she doesn't, actually, she doesn't know this story, but I was going to, um, I was, my, uh, my mom, like three weeks ago, was like, what are you getting Victoria for Christmas? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, what about a ring? And we're outside smoking a cigarette outside Blue Wasabi, who should sponsor. Um, and it was the first time where I was like, holy shit, like I actually could. And then my plan was to do, um, I was trying to talk to everybody that that's here. And I talked to like Jimmy and Angelo and I was like, hey, what do you guys think about doing like this cool like New Year's party here? We'll get like all the local bands that we like that aren't playing anywhere and we'll just, you know, have a good New Year's party. And then I was going to do it like on an epic scale in front of the 12 people that would have showed up here. <laughs> um, and then I went to dinner last Tuesday with my parents and um, my mom, uh, my mom kind of knew that I was thinking about it. And then my dad made plans for new year's that we, I, I kind of like have to go just because of the nostalgia of it. And then my mom and or my dad and my sister started talking about going to new year's on, or at New York on Monday. And I got real quiet at the dinner table And then I started thinking, I'm like, she loves Christmas. She's never been to New York City. 
Rockefeller Center is a huge tree. <clears throat> so then uh, I had to stop the whole table and I was like, uh, guys, I think I'm going to ask Victoria to marry me on Monday if if you guys will take me to New York with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I texted her and I said, um, don't make any plans for Monday. And uh, she had no idea that we were going to New York until Sunday night at like 2 a.m. So the next morning we got up at like 6, got in the car, fought with my family all day. We went to the... Uh, uh, World One or the One World Trade Center, the new the Freedom Tower that they built, um, went up top. That was awesome. Then uh, my dad insisted that we go to the and I, I, I out of curiosity, I wanted to see the nine eleven memorial too. I don't know if you guys are there ever. You should go, but don't plan on like oh we're gonna go to Rockefeller Center after this and enjoy it. It was incredibly, it was deep, man. Like the plate, like the the nine eleven museum is is massive, because you know it's 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 it's, it's underneath. It's like all this the I think they're called slew walls. They built these walls like forty years ago because they thought the Hudson River was going to come in, so they built like these slew walls. So after nine eleven happened, you see these walls that are up in like this pit. Those were there to keep like the river out. <clears throat> so they kept the walls up and then they just built this museum in there and it has like the fire engine that got cr- like it's just really like it's weird to like be there and like and touch the stuff and they actually have the girders that were there where the first plane hit on the wall it's really weird and it's not like the place where you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna propose right after this <laughs> Yeah, they have a whole room where it's it's like it's like it's like these audio and video clips of like reliving the moment. And like we're in this room and it's like you see the planes hitting and then you're and it's just really like I think everybody should see it, but I don't think you should propose right after it. Um, I I disagree. (laughs) It's a good way to put it in perspective. Like after you've seen all that, how bad could being married to you be? (laughs) (laughs) So we walked out and I and I looked at Victoria and I was like, I don't know if that was the best thing that we should have (laughs) did. And she's like, cause she's, she's, she actually came here after nine 11 and she got in trouble up at high school because she didn't know what nine 11 was. Yeah. Like a teacher like flipped his shit because she didn't know what nine 11 was. Um, so then we, so I, long story short, we get up, we get up to Rockefeller center. It's packed. Um, the cabs can only take four people. There's five of us. So we're like, we're doubling up on cabs. Get, Uber drivers are coming to us off the clock, just taking cash. So we can just get in the car and go up there. So we got up there and I was going to propose under the tree, but there was like 8,000 people there. And it was just like, I didn't want to embarrass her. I didn't want to embarrass me if she said no. Um, so then like my mom, my dad, my sister are totally prepared for like me to do this, but they don't know when. So um, they, we were all walking away from Rockefeller Center and right in front of where the Today Show is. You know, like when you watch the Today Show and all those people are at the window. I was that guy. <clears throat> so I grabbed her and I said, um, I said, Hey, are, are you mad at me? Cause the day was going weird. And she's like, no, I'm not mad at you. I said, all right, well you will be mad at me. And she's like, why? And I'm like, cause you said that if I ever got you a ring, you didn't want your birthstone. And she's like, what? <laughs> and I got on my knee and it was her birthstone's a diamond. So I had this like diamond ring and I'm like, will you marry me? And then she backed, she put her hands to her face and backed up. I don't know how long it was. It seems like seven, I think it was like seven or eight seconds, but it seemed like fucking forever. And then she walked uh, towards me and 
I showed you the video, but I, I twice I go, is that a yes? <laughs> Are you saying yes? And on the second one, she's like, yes. Would, did she cry or anything? Like, was she? She was she was crying, and then when she walked away, you can actually see my face like go to like a frown. And that was the moment where I was like, I was about to cry, but I don't know if I was going to cry because I was like, oh shit, she's going to say no, or oh shit, she's going to say yeah. <laughs> and then after like she was amazed and she called her uncle and whatever, like that's when I started to like tear up. My sister walked over to me. She's like, "How you doing?" I said, "I think I'm going to cry." Okay. And I don't know why. It's we. I haven't cried in a decade. Well, it's okay. You look like you're about to cry. Man. I am about to cry. It's a very moving. <laughs> you're story. A, you're a very. I'm a very sensitive guy. You're a real sensitive guy. A big softy. Mighty, what? You're a big softy. Who said that? Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. You, you want to ask? You me were questions? never. Yeah, I do. You were never engaged before, right? Never even broached Rich, it. Obviously, is married. I was married before. Jared, Ted, have you guys ever proposed to anybody? Nope. No. He's, he keeps asking the internet. The internet keeps not answering. Reddit, will him. you marry me? <laughs> Reddit backed away and told him to fuck off. <laughs> what subreddit would that be in? Yo, I, if you put your modeling pictures up on, I'm sure there's some subreddits Never. where you would fucking make a killing. Yeah. That karma gold would be, was it not karma? The karma and the gold would be just fucking flying in. Yeah, put them up on forever alone. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, when you proposed, mm-hmm. was it like, because I know when I proposed, there was there was a good, like, five to 10 second pause. Yeah. Um, I, I was sure she was going to say, yes. I mean, we had talked about it before, but I think that whenever you do propose, there's always that shock, you know, like you still don't know. You, yeah. You don't you know. You don't know what they're going to say. Even if they've told you a million times, they want to get married. Yeah. And they don't expect it. No matter how much they do expect it. Cause when it finally happens, it's this one moment that's built up so far in your head. So what, like, what was yours like? Uh, it was it was actually one of those things where um, I had the ring for a long time. Like uh, we had moved in together and everything, and we were uh, at at that point. She thought maybe I was going to give her the ring like once we moved in or anything. You know, maybe their first night in the house Rich or whatever. Like, nope. So every single time that she thought she was going to get it, I went out of my way to not do it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Because Which I was could re- end a relationship. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because she uh, she was expecting it, and I, I I made so so I was like you know what she doesn't expect me to do the cliche thing, so I waited until New Year's and did it under the Christmas tree at Oof. New Year's as you know as as it turned to uh, to uh, the the New Year. Wait, did you do it at like eleven fifty nine and fifty nine? Yeah, seconds? yeah, pretty. Are much. you shitting me? Yeah, that was. You're like ten nine eight yeah. seven six. I five, waited. Four, right, will like, you marry yeah. me? Yeah, two one. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, she was, awesome. she was like, she was like sick as a dog. We were in our pajamas. Like it was, to- she totally she like, projectile vomited on you. <laughs> you had to put the ring in the dishwasher. <laughs> the, the only thing, the only time where, where she started to suspect was when I went upstairs to go get it. You know, I had it like stashed away and all this stuff where I knew she wouldn't look because it was all my nerdy shit that was in the closet. <laughs> so I had to like dig for it. it and sick. I'm like trying to be quiet while she's downstairs. And she's, th- she's probably thinking like, what, what the fuck is he doing up there? Did you hide it in your boba lube? (laughs) (laughs) Boba lube has a nice ring to it. It does. I'm telling you, right? (laughs) It's going to happen. We it probably it hasn't by, already happened. Yeah, by the time this is on the internet, I'm sure it'll already Boba exist. Lube. Yeah, <laughs> Boba Lube. Well, no there's a Darth Vader shower head. I mean, there's no reason there shouldn't be Boba Fett lube. Sure, absolutely. How did how did you propose? Uh, Christmas Eve. Did you? Yep, Christmas Eve. Why is um, it this time? I don't know, but my my marriage went spectacularly. So good luck to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I speaking did, in the in the past tense. <laughs> is that what that was? Went. 
Well, I'm done. I know that. Yeah, no, that was um no, the the proposal was I had the ring picked out, you know, um I knew I was doing a Christmas Eve. She didn't know I was doing a Christmas Eve. And I actually got my, I did it at my mom's house and I got my mom and my brother to go visit a neighbor for a couple minutes. They knew I was doing it too. And uh, the best part is, so I wanted to give her a Christmas present and I had a bunch of presents for her. And the top one was this, uh, I gave this big speech before how it was really special to me. And it was like what? a really important, no, like the last present was a very important present. And I thought I put a lot of thought into it and it was a small box and she opened it. And it was a pair of earrings. So wait, was there like, <laughs> did you fake her out? I faked her out with it because yeah. I knew there's a chance she might think I was going to do it Christmas Eve. So that was the last present she opened. And she really liked the earrings and that was fine. And then I let it go about five more minutes and then I proposed. And I pulled the ring, the box out of my pocket and, and got down on the knee and everything. But the best part was my mom and my brother came back like 10 minutes too early. <laughs> so they came in like, well, how's it going, guys? And I was like, get the fuck out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then. And then she left me <laughs> like and right then, after he proposed. And then my mom died. <laughs> oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> my marriages kill people. So Luke Skywalker's missing. What? Oh, wait, real, real quick, real quick, yes. real quick. Did we, we didn't spoil anything yet, right? We are going to spoil the shit yeah. out of this film. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let, let that be said. And it will be said in the description, uh, you know, online and everything. Do not listen to this if you haven't seen the movie yeah. yet. We were going to spoil this more than the trouble with Callie. Yes. Okay. In which we, I think, explained every excruciating detail. Yeah, of but that I think I think film. all of our spoilers are things that make for trouble with Callie, especially is the ones that. Oh, did you see the article in the paper? No. There's another one. No, no, no. Um, how many people? It, the article was. It, it was basically. It wasn't even an article. It was just a headline. <laughs> how many people have checked out Trouble with Callie at the Scranton Library? Zero. Oh my God. Seriously? <laughs> oh no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Nobody's been curious. Nobody. Get the fuck out. Because yeah, they won't let you take it out. What do you mean? You, you have, have to, to watch, watch it, there. it there. Yeah, you have to watch it in yeah, the you library. Go to the library and watch movie. Who the fuck does that? That's probably know. why. I'm sure some people have probably inquired and That's they're like, I can't leave policy. with this thing. That's stupid. Who would do that? You know, because they don't want a bootleg of it to end up online. That's what it is. I but someone is going to do it. Someone is going to do it sooner or later. It's going to happen. Speaking of, has anybody watched Star Wars: The Force Awakens in their living room yet? No, no. I heard it just no. came out yesterday. It was it was like three days ago. Is it a bad version? Oh, it's fucking horrible. Oh, okay. I don't watch. But when you've seen, no, I did not find it on Reddit. <laughs> I don't even have it. I would never download anything illegally. If I were to download it illegally, though, and perhaps watch it last night and the night before <laughs> at my house, but I have a question. But I have a question. I enjoyed it. Did you when you so you saw Star? What what versions of the film of, of Force Awakens did you see? What What do you mean? What versions? Like IMAX, oh, 3D IMAX, uh, real D. First time I saw it in the theater, I saw it regular. Right. No, no bells and whistles. Right. That was Ted and I went together. Yeah. Uh, and then the and with other people who joined us. Okay. It was so weird. I put up a thing on Facebook. I wanted you guys to come. And this is no offense because he's probably listening to this. Um, probably I not. I hope not because um, I'm going to probably knock him a little bit. Ted. Yeah. Talk, talk man. Pull um, it closer towards you if it's too far away. I don't know what too far away Ted, pull is. Pull it I'm closer not the to your mouth. All right. Let Dan talk and I will I will situate you. No, I, I, I think I got it now. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah. The, f- the first time we saw it, we saw it regular. And then I woke up Saturday morning really early. And I just, <clears throat> this was one of those stupid random things where I looked online and I was like, oh, there's a showing at nine o'clock in 3D. And then AM? I was, <clears throat> AM, yeah. This was Saturday morning. So I was like, 
why not? I don't have any. And then there was an IMAX showing in 3D at 10, but I didn't want to wait till 10 because I was I had shit I had to get done. Um, so I saw it the second time. Reddit. Saturday, yes, <laughs> I had to go on Reddit. Uh, the second time I saw it Saturday morning at 9 a.m. in 3D. Um, and I was not happy with the 3D experience. What? Because it was blurry. Shit was blurry. Like, I know that sometimes with 3D, you could see the the after image of this of one of the pictures a little bit, but this was bad. Like everything had. Did you? I've, have t- I've seen movies like that. the The one that we saw, I thought was fine because me and Jer went to see it. Yeah, I just noticed like your typical like when you pan the camera, um, there's going to be shutter blur. Right. That's oh, no, what I saw. Nonstop. No, I've 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 been to movies though where it's it like the screen is physically like yes. there's something off. My with TV it. does that. If I have a 3D television and if I don't have it on a certain setting, like on a certain visual setting on the TV itself, everything looks blurry, especially Pixar movies. They look terrible. Hmm. I tried watching um, Inside Out or not Inside Out. What's the name of that? What was what came? Oh, yeah, uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> That's and, not Pixar. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Wreck-It Ralph. Swear to God. I bet you it is. Not well, Pixar. it's Disney. I don't even think it was Disney. No, it's definitely Disney. Is, it a, is it a DreamWorks movie? No, it's not DreamWorks. I forget who makes it. I loved Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I really love it. And it's also awesome in 3D. Yes, but I have the 3D of Wreck-It Ralph. The, the movie at the beginning, the the paper airplane short. No, I don't have that on mine. It can, oh, that's... On uh, my Blu-ray, I don't have it. There's a short on it, and I watched that, and that looked terrible, and then I watched the movie, and it looked terrible, and then I found out there was a setting, but this is how that... This is how Force Awakens looked. Oh, it was just That's very, disappointing. Yeah. It was it was definitely a little But at least you had already seen it once. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't the first time you were seeing it because yeah. that would annoy the shit out of me. So what theater did you see it in? Cinemark or both uh, times at the uh Great Escape. Uh-huh. Up in hmm. up in uh, Dixon City. Well, Mark, isn't that what you said about the uh something with the three D up there at Dixon City, why you wouldn't go up there? What was that? I whole thing? I won't I'm not saying it's bad and maybe other people won't notice it. I, I don't like the IMAX up there. Because the IMAX, to, it, it's not like IMAX's resolution is like is like 4K and above. Mm-hmm. Normal movies are actually presented at 2K. So any movie that you've seen for like the past 50 years is is 2K. IMAX is 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 bigger. But I could literally see like the pixels and it like it, it bothered me. OK, so it had nothing to do with what he No, was it had nothing to do with what he's doing, because okay. I actually saw a non 3D movie in the IMAX up there. I, I think I think the best place locally to see it is Cinemark XD. This this discussion is nerdier than anything we're going to say for the rest oh, of the yeah. show about actual Star Wars. By the way, <laughs> let's get into it then. Let's All talk right. about Star Wars. Okay, so uh, my initial reaction uh, from the credits to the end of the movie was just that I was finally watching a real Star Wars movie. Uh, you know, uh, I grew up. You know, I I was born in '83, so I was a little too young because you know I was. It was right after Jedi. The year come of out. Return of the Jedi. Right. And, uh, but I was, I, I had like, and I still have it actually, uh, a, a baby Return of the Jedi hoodie that I wore. So I was a Star Wars fan pretty much fits. from, yeah. <laughs> yes, pretty much, uh, uh, from birth. So, uh, so I grew up with, you know, watching them on television and having the VHS tapes. Then when the special editions came out, I wasn't as concerned about it as I am now. Like it, it, I was younger. So obviously I didn't care like that they were messing with the film and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to see it on the big screen. But then when the prequels came out, I really had that, that feeling of disappointment where you're watching it and, and I'm like maybe 20 minutes in 30 minutes in, and I keep waiting for it to get better or to feel like star Wars. And it never really did. I didn't even see the second one in the theaters that I, I was that disappointed. And, and I only a saw huge star Wars. fan. I'm a huge star Wars fan. And the third one I, I saw maybe about like a month and a half after it came out. And I was basically like, 
all right, I'll see if, you know, everybody's saying it's the best one. I'll go see it. And I hated that one, too. I hated see, all the prequels. See, to me, the prequels d- seemed not space opera, but soap opera. Yes, mm-hmm. very much so. And it, especially the acting, in the acting. The stilted acting Ooh, and, yeah. the, and the, the character and the, arcs. The dialogue is what made it so soap opera and so stilted. And the, perfor- the performances, the performances are, are fucking terrible. horrible. Oh, yeah. Even Natalie Portman, who's a phenomenal actress. Yeah, just was like god awful like, in it. Yeah, thanks for the paycheck. I'm gonna phone this one in. She said in interviews, like I somebody asked her about the uh, "I love you" scene, or no, the "You're breaking my heart" scene. Where she's <laughs> oh right yes, yeah. And she's like, it, "It's not Shakespeare, guys." Like, <laughs> like that was her actual response on a talk show. Like, it's not Shakespeare. Yeah. So the so the Lucasfilm logo. Yeah. The Star Wars logo. Mm-hmm. The crawl. Yeah. And nobody knew the crawl. Usually before the movies, you knew what the crawl was. Right. I was feeling it already at that point. But the opening shot. It did not shot, take long. A I, silhouetted. I loved that sh- that shot. The opening and the ending shot of of these mo- of this movie was incredible. It was just so well well done and very. You know, we're 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 talking about it right now, so it obviously just suck in our head. I've only seen it once so far. Twice but yeah, pitch. that 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 opening <laughs> shot was awesome. You see the uh, the the silhouette of the ship going across, and it's it's and from that's a like different a new perspective. Star Destroyer, yeah, a new type of Star Destroyer, right? Yeah, it's as a lot of the the vehicles, even the 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 ones that we've seen before, were kind of uh, you know changed in some way. Yeah, yes. exactly. But they seemed like natural progressions. Sure, which it made I like. Poe Dameron's hair. Unlike, I mean, it's been thirty years. Unlike the prequel trilogy, where you don't see any clear connection between the technology between the ships. Right between the prequels and the original trilogy, nothing looks. I, even- I didn't even like the the design of a lot of the stuff in the prequels, like the clone troopers and their helmets yep. and stuff like that. I I didn't even like that stuff. Like aesthetically, it didn't look very good to me. This I I liked a lot because it seemed like they went back to the roots of it, went to the original Ralph McQuarrie drawings, yep. and said we're going to create the creatures, the costumes, everything based on those drawings. So a lot of that stuff was like references for people who are so nerdy that they know about the production stuff from the original right. films. Well, there's a Lucas talks about in a lot of old documentaries about how he really wanted a he would have no problem building giant miniatures and giant sets and all this stuff to only show them on screen for a second because the point of it wasn't showing off. Look what I can do. The point of it was making it believable and telling a story, which is funny because then you watch the prequels and all he did was just, hey, guys, please jerk me off with how great I made all these digital sets. (laughs) Yeah, because that's what exactly what it is. Everything's sleek and shiny. Nothing looks lived in. I, mm-hmm. I read it. I just read an article and, and I found it really interesting with what, what they said. The, what's it was kind of like what the one thing the Force Awakens did that the prequels didn't do that was ironic. It actually made the world look huge. Oh, yeah. And the prequels didn't do that. Yeah, they true. were more expansive and they were more. Yep. You got to see more stuff. But with 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 this one, it just made it seem like a universe. You know why? It made it seem massive. Like the sets look huge. Like everything looked huge. It's not just that. It's how the actors react to everything, though, too. They like it doesn't seem like it's like a snapshot of somebody's life, which is what a movie should be. Right. As opposed to the prequels, which are we're here telling the story of Darth Vader. I mean, that's really everything is just that. He already had his mm-hmm. destination. Like yes. now he had to fill in the gaps of like how this guy got there. Yeah. Which is why prequels in general. I don't mean Star don't Wars. Don't work. Don't ever work. You right. know where the story's going. There's. I love Harry Potter. They. J.K. Rowling wrote a, a prequel story about uh, Harry's father and his friends. I had no urge to read it. I love Harry Potter. 
Because to me, I know where it ends. They fucking die. I don't care about anything that happens. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want to know the story you want to tell, not the story that you already told me through character exposition. See, but I think, and I, and I also think that like when you look at, and J.J. Abrams just literally called, he's like the baddest movie villain, and I mean like badass movie villain was Darth Vader. Right. I don't know what any of us expected him to be and how he turned to him because like the Mustafar sequence where where he where he got burned and all that like that yeah. was not what I envisioned no it was no not no. what I expected no. and it and it literally seemed like one of the episode directors of Dawson's Creek came in and yep. like did these movies <laughs> no it's, it's you know I like I like I just waited for a moment for like Pacey or Joey to like just show up and be like you know we got to go to school guys well what's everything we heard about Obi Wan and Anakin when they were <coughs> They were friends. They were best friends until Anakin fell to the dark side. Show me one scene in Attack of the Clones, which is the first movie where they're actually together, where you don't think Obi-Wan would fucking cut him in half. Seriously. <laughs> well, he's just like, oh, my. It, like, you see, like, you McGregor, like, how you and McGregor doesn't go, I need you to shut the fuck right. up. Anakin, Anakin, like, he deserved, once. he deserved, he deserved not a punch in the face, but an open hand slap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, there's that demeaning of a hit. There, there's those little annoying things, too, that, like, like you watch Return of the Jedi and Leia's talking about remembering her mother. Yes. And it's like, but her mother died in childbirth. Like, that's something so simple that you can easily write into the script that they just didn't that they just fucked it up and and, and had her die i've actually thought about that since the since revenge of the Sith came out the only thing i could think that they and i don't give lucas enough credit but i kind of just say it in my head to make me feel better (laughs) yeah headcanon is that she's talking about bail organo's wife that could be it that's the only thing i could think because there's no way you could write the fucking prequel when you already have that like you said you have the destination already yeah you literally just have to connect the dots and you fuck up something that big She's, I mean, she does say it in, in probably the worst scene in Return of the Jedi. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. That is the worst scene in Return of the Jedi. So that is the first inkling that Lucas did not know how to write dialogue. He Lu- didn't write Return of the Jedi. Well, okay. And he didn't direct. Yeah. It's still terrible. Okay. Did he, he probably, well, as a producer, he I probably like went, he that have, scene's going in there. I feel like he had to have something to do with that scene because that dialogue is terrible in that bridge scene in Return of the Jedi. All right. Back to The Force Awakens. Okay. Well, let's bring our... You want me to... W- would you say that... Because uh, a lot of people are saying The Force Awakens is better than Jedi. Would you Would you agree with that? Than Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Let's go up... I think we can all agree on the moment. This is all before um, we meet... Uh, uh, Ray. Okay. Okay. What what was the moment where you went, "Oh, this is this is going to be different. This is going to be awesome." Mm. Cuz I know my moment, so I'm curious about what your moment is and it all happens in the first scene. Well, uh, let, let's uh let's start with Ted on this one. <laughs> Ted doesn't know how to speak into a microphone, so we're trying to get him to move closer. <laughs> I'm a stand-up comic and I'm sitting down at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm a little bit out of my element. You feel free to stand up and pace, like hold the microphone in your hand and just walk around. Point to us every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. You what's, see about these films, what it is, is. What's the deal with midi-chlorians? <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, <clears throat> my, moment, my moment had to be the shot where the landers were leaving the Star Destroyer. Yeah. And I thought that was the first time. That's the opening shot, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And like when they, sh- when they cut to the shot of them inside, all just like, real motionless and like that's the first time that i 
actually felt like, oh man, stormtroopers are going to do something effective. Yeah, like they looked, they looked like a serious military as opposed to like yeah, with the lights yeah. flashing and like all of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was awesome. Oh, absolutely. The, the stormtroopers in general were fantastic yes, in this sir. movie. Like they all, they actually, and and uh, the the dialogue was great. Like they actually had personalities. You know, you had you had the the, the interrogation scene like right after that, uh, where she's trying to use the the mind trick on him. And I love the scene where Daniel he Craig, gra- Daniel Craig. Went, yeah, which is uh, Daniel was, Craig. That was Daniel Craig. Yep. Uh, I guess he was shooting uh, uh, one he of the shooting he, Bond next door. Yeah, and and just came over and they threw his stormtrooper helmet on him, which was pretty pretty awesome. So a little Easter egg for people. But I, I loved uh, the scene where uh, the stormtrooper. Uh, pulls out the, uh, the 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 this this like huge weapon, which I'm sure already has a name and a backstory and everything else yeah, to it. But baton. I guess I'm nerdy, but not that nerdy. Wait, what was it called, Jer? A shock baton. Okay, so he Is pulls out this shock baton. I'm like 98 percent sure because it's in the uh, Reddit um, column. The, uh, and it, he just <laughs> yells, you know, traitor, you know, and he yes. runs after Finn, and they have this really cool fight. And I'm like, finally, like a stormtrooper with some uh, fucking emotion. Yeah, like this is great. And it's a random stormtrooper who calls him a traitor. Which I love, right? Yes, right, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, you never find out any more about him or anything like that. It's nope. not like he pulls off his helmet. It's like we we train together, and like they add some stupid drama <laughs> yeah. that doesn't yeah, need right. to be there. Well, they all train you were together. Best man <laughs> at my wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kylo, How could you do this? When Kylo yelled "traitor" at Finn, mm. that gave me chills. There was so, when he was when what? Finn first took up the lightsaber against him at the end. Oh yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kylo yells "traitor" at him, but but he doesn't. He goes. It. He goes yeah, like just guttural, emotional. Yeah. Like it's amazing. But still, in the in that first scene, what was the moment you knew you were in for a new ride? I can tell you, and it's not even in the first scene. The crawl. Yep, Luke Skywalker has vanished or disappeared or whatever. However, it said it. First sentence. I I thought we we were in for something new when they put Poe in front of Kylo. Yes, and he goes. So do I talk first or talk first. do you talk first? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be this is a new generation of Star Wars that they're that they're going to be respectful of, but try to make it their own. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kylo replies to him in a very serious way, and it poses response to it, which is even better. And people never talk about it is it's you know, it's really hard to hear you with that mat. Like yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's hard to hear yeah. with all that apparatus. <laughs> and uh just kills it. It's kills it's it. very the movie is very self-aware of of things like that where it's like, you know, no one ever calls Vader on his shit. Like right. there's no, at no point in any of the movies where they're like, you know, you look kind of ridiculous or you know, what's with the stupid breathing thing yep. and stuff like that. No one ever does that whereas, you know, that's such a a thing in in modern comedy and modern movies mm-hmm. that they they inserted that in there and it, it really does change the scope of it. Well, even Hux at some of his uh interactions with Kylo Ren are very Yes, Kylo's probably more powerful than him as far as a force user because Hux, I don't but think there's, But there's like a weird hierarchy there. Yes, and Hux is not afraid of him. Like he definitely kind of backs down once or twice, but he's not afraid to give Kylo shit too, which I love, or to go right to Snoke and be like, yeah, that was his choice and he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's more uh, more afraid when he's got the mask on. It seems yeah. like when, when he doesn't have the mask on, he's just kind of like this oh, little emo bitch. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. I'll talk to you. Do you really think he's an emo bitch? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. For I, now. I never <laughs> see I Anakin's that to yes. me. Yeah. Kylo Ren is not that to me. Kylo Ren is what Anakin should have been. Yes. Kylo Ren is exactly what Anakin should have been if they wanted to portray Anakin the way they say they to, did. To, to turn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's the thing that I got. And I'm like, this is what they should have. This is this is what. Anakin Skywalker yep. should have done. 
you know, it's funny. So many people bitch about the reason I said that the first line of the crawl is my moment. I was so afraid that, and I know people bitch about like, there's too many callbacks. I don't agree with that, but that's just a personal opinion. They're not callbacks. They're just references. They're references or whatever you want to call them. But the thing that I loved about it was you could easily have everybody come in and make the, the I'm here cameo. And already they make Luke the fucking MacGuffin of the movie. Yeah. And I think it's ballsy to do that. I think it's ballsy to take the most powerful Jedi in your stories and be like, he's not good. Not only is he not going to be here, but we're not going to put him on screen because it's important to the story. Did you read why care about him? Did you read why JJ and aren't uh, the original screenwriter did that? Oh, because didn't wasn't they said they were trying to introduce Luke earlier, earlier on. And right. every time you introduced every time they tried doing it, it he took over the movie yep. and, it, and it wasn't supposed to be about him. And, and it which totally be. makes sense. It yeah. should not be about him. And here's and here's and here's the other thing that like people don't realize. Like I know all like like I'm the the behind the scenes guy. They got I I think it's Stephen Arndt. I think that's his name. He's, Is he he's related to no. He he wrote Toy Story three. He was the original writer of of Star Wars when they bought the property before JJ said yes. Because then they had that whole thing where like who are we going to get to direct this? Don't worry about that. That'll turn off. Um, but then JJ came on and then he brought in Lawrence Kasdan. And Lawrence Kasdan wrote Empire and and Return oh you of the mean Jedi. Michael Arndt then Michael Arndt okay. that was his I name. thought you that's why I said is he related because I no, thought you meant like no there's I, another I Arndt said that I was think involved. that's his name I've got you um but he he wrote that script and then and then JJ and Lawrence Kasdan came in and and, and did what they did but you know it, another thing that people don't realize is they had a release date mm-hmm. and Star Wars movies comes out every three years they had a two year release yep. date. And all the fanboys are like, whoa, wait, what? Like, they're never going to get it done in time. They don't have time to write it. They don't have time to shoot it. They don't have time to do the visual effects. And that was a very scary thing for me as a fan mm. to be like, this is already off to the wrong start. When you think about what they accomplished in such a small amount of time and the amount of pressure that was on them, I mean, Lucas had decades to come up with the prequels and they were he nowhere near what anyone expected. <laughs> decades to make something shitty. Here, shitty basically, yeah. some fanboys and some people that were associated with the other films or had at least a hand in it had a, a, a matter of a couple years to finish the whole production on this thing. I mean, they literally finished editing it just a few months ago. It was like maybe two months ago before they were but, like, but this is the final cut of the film that's coming out in December. But that's still way ahead of schedule for what most movies do, <laughs> which is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. And I about. think it's because JJ comes from TV, right? You know, they had deadlines. They, that's this true. shit has to be done. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, he was showrunners for a lot of TV shows, and his first writing credit is regarding Henry with Harrison Ford. Yeah, they actually talked about that on a, the Conan special. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. So after that, what, Jer? What did what did what did Reddit tell you to think? Oh, fuck you already. <laughs> <laughs> that's my last one. I'm sorry. Um. So what you're asking me when my moment was that? No, I mean because the then they thing. introduced then they introduced uh. Ray, what are, what are you asking me exactly? Well, so we got past that. We still don't know who Max von Sydow's character is, right? And it's There's speculation galore about. No, that. well, we know you, you find out definitely who it is, but you have to just go off site and read about it. So See, who is he? It's uh, Lord von Tekka. Yeah, Lord yeah. von Tekka. But, but you know really? his name because he because he makes a reference. He goes general, and he goes, "I only know her as yeah. royalty." And that that kind of ticks me off a little bit about. And it, I I look at it like, all right. Star Wars being the huge universe that it is, there's so much other information that you could get outside of the movies. Probably, I guess, the writers and everybody, they assume that. So they kind of leave a lot um, open and they 
don't cling on it so they don't have to worry about filming it and shooting it and bogging down the past. It's like, let's just focus on what's here and now. We'll drop a few hints if people want to spend the time to go learn more about what's missing. They'll do that. And nine times out of 10, you probably will because that's just, you know, that's Star Wars. Same thing with Harry Potter. Like people are like, oh, you know, there's just so much more than, you know, the film and, uh, well, I, I I think Star Wars has more to it than Harry Potter, right? Oh, it because, definitely does. Right. There's, so yeah, it definitely does. Which I think is fun. I think it's cool to be like, okay, well, the film's over. Now there's more. I could go read more about it, and you know, um, so yeah, Lord Von Tecca, he's got somewhat of a, not really too meaty of a backstory, but he's got some depth. Uh, you go on Wikipedia and read about uh, his deal. So they have um, a background for him. Yeah. So he's not. It's that's not a pseudonym for somebody else. No. That bums me out. I was really hoping it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, but how do you know that? Just because Wikipedia said it? It's canon. It's not just like some dude but where's being it like, canon? Where was it found? In a book? In a visual dictionary, probably? Um, I don't know exactly, but go on Wikipedia and read his uh, was, entry and if you find look out. At, if you do look at Wikipedia, it's just like Wikipedia. They do have to cite it, and they're supposed to cite it with only canon. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they'll talk about things that aren't canon, well, but they'll they, also describe how they're not canon or they're part of the old canon. Yeah. They have it separated now. They have a tab that has like canon, then right next to it has legends. Yeah. It's, legends is like the EU canon, yeah. basically. So I I've, thought he was good. I'm sorry. I don't mean no, no, keep I, going. Just, I thought he was going to, I was hoping he would be either Ezra Bridger or uh, Kanan from Rebels. Oh, oh. Because I would love to see. Because if you read, I read the beginning of Aftermath. Which Wait, is, is that, the, is that the uh, Freddie Prince character? Yes. Oh yeah, which I'm even glad that they wouldn't put him in if it was that. Because it'd been awesome if it was Freddie Prince. No, it wouldn't have. Oh, I don't want to see Freddie <laughs> Prince in the Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> That's like saying I want to see Hayden Christensen. By the way, Hayden Christensen might be filming scenes for Episode H. Then FYI, everybody go ahead and mull that over. Damn, wow. I, you know what's funny? I have no problem with it whatsoever. He said might be. If he is, I have no problem with it. I think he can be directed. That's exactly why. You know, you know what though? It might end up on the cutting room floor anyway, because there was a lot of stuff that was even in the trailers that people thought was going to be iconic, yep. like the first time that you know he, uh, Kylo he turns on the, their lightsaber the, yeah, in, the in in yep. yeah exactly. So you th- and and the the snow troopers too, yep. which they were so badass looking. Yep, got cut out of the movie. They're not even in it. I mean, they're they're in that one scene with uh, that was kind of like the Nazi uh, sort of uh, setup there, but that's about it. So so we could probably talk about this for like. 14 15 hours oh, and then some <laughs> what were what were some of the great moments for all of you starting with rich uh my my actually my favorite character in the movie was uh was john bodega's character uh finn i thought that was super interesting to get into the whole stormtrooper mythology and to let talk about like how they become stormtroopers now and stuff like that because all that clone stuff is finally fucking gone so we can actually deal but with it was like, referenced in the film again yeah but not to like you know some cr- some crazy extent where it becomes like uh, this overarching part of the plot and and whatever else i, I i'm glad that it, it is it is what it is now and uh you know they're they're brainwashing people and they have to reprogram and stuff like that i thought that was interesting and his struggle i thought was really interesting i mean i i think in my opinion, he maybe shadow overshadowed Ray a little bit. I liked Ray. I liked her character. I don't agree with this whole thing that she's a Mary Sue and stuff like that. No, what does that mean? Yeah, it's it's this stupid term that came up a long time ago that apparently is now making the rounds again. It's supposed to be a projection of the author it into the book, and yeah, and it's yeah, like it's mostly in fan. They're fiction, perfect. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, an idealized fictional yeah, like character. If I write, but if she's I write not Star Wars fan right. fiction. 
the the complaint is that she picks up on things very quickly, which so I have a theory about all this. We can get to this. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. So um, you so you liked you liked Finn. Yeah, I liked everything that 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 uh, you know. I liked his whole FN story. I thought he was seven or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I I and and I I loved uh, the the simple but totally meaningful explanations of little things like that, like how he gets his name, you know, like very simple, straightforward. You're like, okay. And now he has more of a reason, like, cause you know, him and Poe have that uh, bromance thing going on. Yeah. And I think that's, that's cool. And like little things like that kind of add to it. And what I, was, what was your favorite moment here? Uh, off the bat, I'll tell you, I'm not really big on favorite anything. I have favorites. Well, what, no, so your, one of the best, your, right. One of yes. the best moments was um, the dialogue with, between Finn, Ray, and BB when they're trying to figure out the the gas thing yeah. on oh, the that was brilliant. Yeah, that oh. was that was so hilarious. Like it was just so well, it really seemed like people were just really frantically having a dialogue because shit was about to hit the fan. It was just so natural, such great back and forth, and it ended on a really hilarious note. And yeah, that's really one of the biggest things that sticks out about the film to me. I would like to put a pin in that. What What's a moment that sticks out to you, Ted? When the lightsabers started to come out, the first time the, when, they, when the actual lightsaber combat started happening near the tail end on the snow planet, because coming off the prequels, it was all this ridiculous flipping and nonsense and Cirque Palpatine, du Soleil. Yeah, Palpatine <laughs> throwing the Senate at people. Like it was so. It was the so, entire Senate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he really, right. he, he really does. The Senate at people. Yes. Yeah. When you put it that way, it's like that's ridiculous, and, and he really did it. Nope. Yeah, but it's so it was so refreshing to me to see it actually brought back to just like an empire when Luke and Vader are just wailing on each other. It just like it was. I, I don't know. I felt good. I I felt the best about the franchise. I would say at that moment, like that's when it really. Like that would be the moment that made me buy my ticket to Episode Eight more so than anything else. It's well, I mean, because wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. that a a, a a thing that Lucas said? Where you know, there because Mark Hamill has been on record saying this. He's like, because in Jedi, they him and Vader have that big fight on the Death Star. Yeah, and Mark Hamill was like, you know, we've been working on some things where we do, and he's, and George Lucas is like, no, they're heavy. It's like lifting Excalibur. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to see that moment where they kind of like not you know ballet the whole thing but when she when they're they're doing it they're two-handed right yeah they're going at each other with two hands and she's fighting like she like she's still using that staff that she had in the beginning yes like, that's what i liked mm-hmm. about it too it preserved like because my my whole concern was when she when she opened up the lightsaber i was going to be like oh and, and now all of a sudden she knows how to use a fucking light a, a, a lightsaber yeah. well even even and the she fight was, she was doing the moves that you would do if you had a staff right um, even in the fight with Ray, the only lightsaber battle we have in the film, really, it, it, she he, kicked his ass. Yeah, she did. Even he's swinging it around like what you could tell he's got no training. You could tell like he's all right, he's a noob right. uh, Sith in training. Like he might yep. be badass compared to uh, everybody else in the but Empire. He didn't progress. But not yet. Sure. Um, Plus, he's injured, you know, which they yes. went out of their way to show that how strong the bowcaster is, too. Yeah, not just that he gets shot, but they show a couple times Chewy getting fucking blown away by the bowcaster. Yeah, that's right. I was like, I really like this yes. thing. Yeah. yeah. So they already set it up to be a very powerful weapon, and he took a shot or two of that right to the gut. I mean, right. He's hurt. Yeah. What yeah. was up? Yeah. What was up with the thing with Ren, where he was punching? Oh, he's, his feed, side. he's feeding off the anger. Wait, oh yeah. He, uh, Wait, is that just, what that was? Did anybody ever hit yeah. a wound? 
No, I've he. You, but, but I've I, seen I, that before. I've yeah. done that before. I'm I just by thought no that means that, a tough person, but like I just I've thought that that was that an interesting choice for him to do, mm-hmm. where he was like, I don't think that was scripted. I think I think because Adam Driver is actually a Marine, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, he was actually military. Oh, I didn't I know no that. Idea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He's awesome. I love Adam. But Driver. when he did the thing and he was yelling at Finn and he just started hitting his yes. side, I was like, so bad. What an interesting choice to yep. do. Like yeah. it makes it so much more powerful, mm-hmm. and it shows that he's. Like, yeah, and all that leads up to how uh, Ray was able to best him. He's right. injured. He's kind of, you, you could tell off the bat that he's not really he's not the focused. Most, yeah. E- even through, well, even, even though he comes off as badass and powerful, you could tell that he's still not uh, all with it. You could tell he's unfocused, just period, not only within that fight scene, but especially in the fight scene. Because Do you, th- do you think a lot of it is kind of like Snoky mind control? Oh, I don't know. Because that's you think Snoke well, he's controlling he, Kylo Ren. Well, I mean, like, Han yeah, says it to him. He's like, he's he's controlling you. I think it's more of a choice. I think Snoke seduced him, but I think it's a choice. I think he chose the dark side. Well, I think you know, like a bad relationship. I think he's right. gotten so far where he's like, well, I'll just do it. He's you not know, brainwashed he like a stormtrooper is, though. I think he's legit. He really believes, it. or or yes. like or like one of those crazy religions where snakes bite you. <laughs> like you believe in it wholeheartedly and you're just going to roll with it. Yeah. yeah he's I, like a Catholic. I, I thought you meant maybe. If, <laughs> but I'm, I thought you meant maybe if he was directly, directly mind controlling him. No, I don't. I don't think that. I think, yeah, he does have a lot of influence um, over him. Plus, I mean, you know, when when right before that scene is obviously the scene where he has to kill his own father. So right after that, emotionally, you have to imagine what he's going through as well, because you know that he is struggling about it. He even mentions it out loud that he is struggling with the light side. So I, I think at that point, he makes his th- that, final decision. That scene broke my heart, but I don't think it could have been handled any better. Nope. Yeah. yeah. It's perfect. It, it really it was w- handled so well. One of my two favorite scenes in the movie, actually. The Love death it. of a character that we have that we have loved for 30 years. And we thought, and I thought it was handled with such, and that Harrison grace. Ford has hated for that for just as long, if not longer. Really? Yeah, he but he didn't like Han Solo. No, he wanted to die at the end of Empire. Jeez, yeah. Yeah. he okay. still because he, he thought day, he had, jokes about hating. He thought him. he had no purpose in the universe. So he so he thought that he needed to, and I just read this in an interview. He, he thought he needed he needed to make a heroic sacrifice yep. to justify his position there, or otherwise he's just kind of like you know snarky wallpaper <laughs> right um what was what was one of your favorite moments dan uh han Solo's death is one of the two favorite moments i there's I, the whole movie is a favorite moment for me honestly i'm not even it re- I'm no not no no. i agree with you the whole movie i was smiling nonstop the whole time um i thought they did it amazingly well but han solo's death the second i went into the movie thinking he was gonna die i thankfully had nothing spoiled on me yeah but i went into the movie for months now thinking han's gonna die um, and all I hoped was that it had weight. It had a reason there was a for, purpose it happening. for it. Yeah. There's a purpose for him dying the way they did it. The fact that he fell, I loved. I hope they never recover his body. I think that was the perfect way to go. Well, by the way, the sun came out of that planet. Yeah, it turned yeah, into also, a, a sun also pretty that. much. Um, yeah. But which has weird questions about Captain Phasma then. I'm just throwing that out there. Yes, it does. Because and we'll, I'm sure we're going to touch on that, too. But I loved Han dying. I love the fact that his body was lost because Han, no matter how much. He, and you could tell that he. 
They There's not going to be a funeral pyre for him. There shouldn't be. Right. You don't want to see Han Solo broken. No. You don't want to see it. You want to see him fall and done. That's it. You don't want to see his body with arms crossed over his chest. Like, that yeah. would be fucking terrible. That's yeah. not Han Solo. With Ewoks dancing around. you like, oh, right. That was so good. <laughs> He's the, been practicing. My other favorite scene, though, and, and it's hard to pick, but the one that made me really well up um, when Kylo Ren is trying to take the lightsaber out of the snow trying to force pull it and it zooms past him into uh ray's hand and i'm getting chills right now there's talking here's, about it. they yeah. touched on the themes of the original movie a lot and by themes i don't just mean thematic i mean the actual musical themes yeah the first time they really did a full-on 100 callback to an original piece was in that scene and they let that music just swell yeah it's luke's music it's luke's music and she fucking pick oh my god i'm gonna cry talking about it. <laughs> she pulls up the lightsaber and the music starts swelling with the original score it blew me away it absolutely blew me away it was because it, it was just perfect it was absolutely everything i wanted out yeah. of it there's a I lot of subtle it. hints about you know well there's arguments like is she solo's daughter is, is it- she luke's i know i know yeah. i know exactly whose daughter she is really i do i absolutely i'm confident in this was she born of midi chlorians? No, I hope not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Was she she's born of midi chlorians in the Sarlacc pit? I, I, <laughs> Boba Fett's daughter. Yes, yes. Holy she's Boba shit! Daughter. No, 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 no. I was, I, I and, and I thought about this a lot Wait, on my before second you say, viewing. Which, I want to know your moments. Oh yeah. Um. You, you, you the original Star Wars movies had humor. Mm-hmm. Um. The prequels failed. They tried to have yeah, it was just yeah. I, I just think George Lucas isn't funny. He's not at all. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Not. Yeah, and I think and I think those characters, specifically Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and, and Harrison Ford, brought the humor mm-hmm. to that. I think J.J. Abrams knows how to entertain an audience, mm-hmm. and this is not so much so. Look, you you want to you want to um, service the fans at the same time you want to welcome a new generation, yep. and you want to make it entertaining. Um, I think um, one of my favorite moments um, was when Finn and Ray are running to get when the Tie yes. Fighters are oh, shooting yeah, the village. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and and you don't and it's off camera. And Finn goes, well, what about that one? And she's like, well, that's a piece of junk. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> one blew up and she's like, all right, we'll go over there. And, and the camera pans and you're like, holy shit, it's the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Well, in the shot right before that, when they're, uh, it's the, the wider angle, you can actually see it in the background. You can see it. I could, just like you can see when Han points out to Finn that Ray is climbing up uh, inside Starkiller Base. Oh, he how, points but, out but, to her that, he, that he, he keeps going like this. And, and John like, Boyega's like, why, 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 yeah. why are you doing that? Um, yo, by the way, his delivery on some of those lines, John Boyega's, impeccable. The best delivery in the entire film, like, humor-wise. Mm. When he's with Phasma? No. <laughs> I'm the boss. Tone it yeah, down. Yeah. Bring Still it down. down or not. <laughs> My favorite, the funniest thing to me um, was when they crash land on Starkiller Base. Mm-hmm. They 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 run down oh. to that thing and they're like and 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 Finn's like it's over there and he's like what did you actually do <laughs> for the first order and he was like sanitation <laughs> and Han Solo grabs him and he's like sanitation he's like how are we supposed to and 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 Finn goes you know we'll use the force and here's the force goes that's not how the force works <laughs> amazing amazing line and then Chewie goes I'm chilly yeah. he goes oh you're 
Oh, you're cold. <laughs> you know, I thought, but the humor in it yes. was was so was... well done, and it was never out of place, Mm-mm. and it was never a laugh just to have a laugh. Right. When he was talking, the scene you were talking about with the smoke coming out of the Falcon, yeah, where they're trying to fix it, and he's and he's. Finn has a couple instances where he keeps yelling at people for wanting to go back to Jakku. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. why do you want to go back to Jakku? Do you have family there? Do you have right. a boyfriend? Cute boyfriend. It the, is so quick. The way he yeah. said it, I died. I lost it. I just absolutely lost it. I love that. So speaking of that moment, what did you think? I mean, look, it it, it definitely serves story. But what did you think about the moment where they're like, oh, they're, they're being taken prisoner. The door opens and in comes. Han Solo and Chewbacca. Oh, you mean when they get picked up by the yeah. first the first order ship? That's not really yeah. the first order ship. Um, it was kind of telegraphed just because of the trailers, right? Uh, but loved it. And then all the interactions. At, how yeah. about those three? <laughs> when the smug, when those criminals come on board, he's like, "I never did that." And the, the other guy's <laughs> yeah. like, "Twice." Goes, what's the second like, time? Yeah, and he's thinking about it in his head. He's like, what, "What's the second time?" And then like Chewy, like they cut to Chewy for like four frames, and he's just like shaking his head. He's yeah, like, "Yeah, he kind of did that." <laughs> um, what was um, uh, besides besides that, I I did like a lot of the throwbacks to. I mean, they actually did a little itty bitty homage to the trench run. Oh yeah, sure. Um, they would go through a trench, that literally. Yeah. Um, it was nice to see uh, stormtroopers actually manning cannons as they're mm-hmm. shooting in the trench. Um, uh, Phasma is going to have a. I think they're going to have a bigger. Oh, absolutely. Arc for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Abram said that that's his favorite character. Actually, um, yeah. really. Yeah, see why. Well, yeah, because well, he knows what's coming up. Oh, so okay, so yeah. now, do you want to go to me thinking I know? I'm 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 forensically confident. Oh yeah, on who Ray, Ray is. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Number one, her last name's never said. No, it's not. Neither is Finn. Um, but Finn doesn't. But have Finn doesn't a last have name. a name as a designation. Like he does have a last name. Yeah, it's twenty one eighty seven. He does have a last name, but we never see it. And I don't know if he was taken as a child. I don't know if he was taken a year before and brainwashed. We don't. We don't know what that is. Um, Daisy Ridley is waiting for her family. Yes. They do the, she, she has a calling to the lightsaber. So she goes down and she touches it and has all these flashbacks of what happened. Do you know when they, they cut to her as a child, who's holding her hand? I thought it was the guy who was Simon Pegg character. Yes. Okay. That's who it is. Isn't now, it? That's who is holding her hand. Right. And he's he like, come on, let's go. Who's the, the junk dealer? The junk, the junk dealer, dealer who right. gives her the portions of right. food for the... Yes. He's the new Watto. <laughs> yeah. um, less annoying yeah. than Watto, the, though. The yeah. guy who it, stole the uh, Millennium Falcon then parked it. A lot less dirt. racist, by the way. Well, here's yeah. another thing. He's the guy who stole the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, these can't be that intertwined. So he's... so th- Coincidental, you mean? These you can't be too coincidental. Set up to But now here's the thing, right? Uh, what's Lupiti Nyong'o's Mas Kanata Mas Kanata Kanata or Katan no Kanata Kanata Mas Kanata yeah she Ray falls out of that room she goes what just happened and she goes that's Luke the the lightsaber called to you like it did to Luke like it did to his father there's a lineage there Oh, you think it's Luke's daughter? I think it's Luke's daughter. Oh, I thought, yeah, I think it's Luke's daughter too. Well, the other day you were telling me that it was Solo's. 
I can change my mind. Well, I guess Jared. it's it can. a fucking movie. Luke Skywalker right. knows better than anybody that being abandoned by your parents yeah, I, on a desert planet is good for your character. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, I mean, we're going to find out a lot about what caused, I mean, we know that Kylo Ren caused Luke to give up training, but I think there's a lot more story to it. I think there's a lot more about what Luke went through when that happened. That's going to. And I think that might be the reason for flashbacks and, yeah. and I, stuff I like that. I almost feel like, too, that there there might be some sort of misdirection like there was with Empire. You know, like with, with Empire, it was like, okay, you really weren't putting, if you just watch the first movie, obviously even the people making it didn't know that that's what it was going to happen, that, that you know, Luke was uh, going to be uh, Vader's son. So they really didn't focus on that. And and even the actors really didn't know, know until they, they changed the script, right. you know, right away, uh, yeah, you know, right before shooting it. So, yeah, exactly. Like he says the original line. Which is always, like, like George Lucas is the original line. Oh, yeah, George Obi-Wan. Lucas and uh, James Earl Jones, I think, were the only two people that knew that. Irvin Kirshner knew. And Mark Hamill actually talks about an empire of dreams. He pulled him aside as they were about to film the scene and said, you know, Darth Vader's your father, right? And Mark Hamill was like, what? I just hope they don't use in the next one where Luke goes, I'm your father. Right. To Ray. Yeah, don't don't do too much of a yeah. callback or anything. As they yeah. fight, he yeah. cuts off her. That's a real. I'm totally <laughs> fine. <laughs> they, if- did it, they did the reveal of Ben Solo in a very nice way because they didn't make it a moment. They just had Snoke say it. There wasn't. I mean, yeah. it came well, in the middle of a conversation. Yeah, there right. It wasn't some big swelling of music and yeah. you know weird tight shots of people's faces. It was just like, oh, you know, he's BB-8 on the Millennium Falcon with your father, Han Solo. Now like, here's the now here's the other interesting thing it, in terms of Snoke. Um, uh, I believe that in uh, Revenge of the Sith, when uh, Palpatine and Anakin are sitting there watching the bubble the bubble comedy tour, the bubble comedy tour. <laughs> Yo, give it up a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that that is who Palpatine is talking about. About Snoke. I think that's who Snoke is. You think Snoke is Darth Plagueis? I think he is. Did you, you might have seen this on Reddit. Apparently, somebody listened to the score for the scene in the comedy. Oh, yeah. Plagueis is, yeah, they're the same. It's the same music. It's the same music. I think Darth Plagueis, Darth Plagueis is one of the few things that he created for the original trilogy or for the prequels that I was kind of into. And it literally just gets mentioned and nothing else. I think finally now, because there was something about. I, I, what I read was it was something about like and, and I didn't even notice this when I watched the film apparently he's missing his lower jaw mm-hmm. yeah but maybe not so much in the in the projection it doesn't look like he is but that's just a projection in reality Correct. he could be he could be as tall as Yoda but he's supposed to be seven feet tall around seven because I heard like that's why they wanted to do it CGI because there's no way they're going to get some the seven character's foot- actually that tall yeah like it's seven not just the hologram well no He's big. Yeah, he's supposed to be seven feet tall, super rail thin, so you can't do it with a Yeah, I, th- I think they were playing back to the first time you see the Emperor and the projection, and his head's right. really, really huge and everything. So, criticisms. I think Ted has something he wants to share. I have a hand. By the way, you need to start interrupting people. Oh, you have notes. I, I do have notes. Um, <laughs> I like Star Wars the most when I can make fun of it. <laughs> he does. I've Wait, seen did you it write out. a bit? <laughs> not, not as such. Just a couple of things that occurred to me. Like um, Luke disappears and n- leaves most of a map to where he <laughs> went. 
No, no, no. I heard a reason about that. Nobody checked R2-D2. Nobody was like, let's plug this friggin' robot in and look on his hard drive and see if it's there. Well, he was powered down. He was powered yeah, down. Yeah, but, yeah, but, the hard but drive JJ, yeah, right? Hard, is he a hard drive? No, no, no. But, but why'd they, but, leave, no, no, no. Him, why'd they what, just leave him in their commands? But what JJ, what JJ said was- The EW interview you're talking about? About, about A New Hope? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, what JJ said was, he goes, actually, in A New Hope, remember when they're, uh, they're trying to get Leia out of the, the jail cell? And R two plugs himself in to the to the to yes. the Death Star. He, he downloaded all of yes. the. That's what that comes. He got from. the entire right. the entire Empire's he, database. He yes. got the entire Empire's database. Well, but but like he said, I mean, not everyone views droids as like, oh, this is my good friend, Mister Droid here. Right. Most of them are like, this is a fucking robot who's my servant who's supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, why didn't they, somebody just pop them open? And they treat just, everybody. Take the information. Yeah, they, they, for some reason, they they treat the droid the droids like plantation owners and Django Unchained. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Um, because because uh, those droids have souls. <laughs> they feel pain. Like yes. why do they feel pain? <laughs> Every step is a new nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Arl knots callback. If you haven't seen any of the Arl knots Yo, stuff, if you haven't Check watched Arl knots, the first episode is Jedi Party Edition. Watch Arl knots. Go on YouTube. Past. Look it up. It's amazing. After, but it gets progressively better after Jedi Party. Oh yeah, yeah. Friend Zone. Is amazing. Return of Middle Management yep. and Laser Moon Awakens yep. are. Laser Moon. <laughs> they, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, I think I think for people like us, it really filled in a gap that we've been missing before yes, the Force it Awakens. Yeah. It really did. Yes. To me, to me, the Oral Nuts movies, and I've called them movies, are a completely different story. And they, they stand alone. They stand alone. You don't need to watch. I showed my girlfriend the the first one. She's never seen Star Wars before. She loved it. It's it's, and they and like it's funny. They never went for a cheap joke. Nope. Ever. I thought you said there's a bar here. <laughs> yeah, my bad. My bad. <laughs> it's fantastic. Everything about it is fantastic. What did you guys what did you guys think about um uh Starkiller Base? I thought it was Do you want to go through your notes? I thought it was the most typical yeah, I've just been waiting for the part of the podcast where we talk shit. I was quiet during shit. the positivity part. No, but <laughs> I cared I, not for this film. Before you know, yeah. like I went on this date last week with a fucking cunt. Just <laughs> <laughs> tone it down. Just take it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why no. keep doing this? What's this? Wait, what's, what's this? What's this? I I thought that that was the most cliched JJ move. Like if you look at Star Trek Into Darkness, wouldn't it be cool if there was a much bigger Enterprise? And then you look apolo- at that. JJ like- Abrams has since apologized for Star Trek Into Darkness. Just <laughs> FYI. Well, that's, that's a terrible that's fair. movie. That's fair, but he still it's not, did it. It's not horrible. It's not like an undiscovered country or. I watched that movie on Netflix, and I had tw- I had to stop it with twenty five minutes left to go. That was nine months ago. I have not finished it. <laughs> did you like the first one? I love the first one. Loved the first one. Hated the second. one. I think one. the next one's gonna suck too. I'm actually waiting for the new TV series because they can't do better Star Trek than TV series. I've never watched any of the. TV I'm waiting series. for the next gen reboot. The next what? The, Gem? The, the next generation reboot. They're going to reboot. They'll never do that. I'm hoping they'll do They'll it. never do that. Jerry, do you want to play Picard? I, I think I'm a shoe. Or, I ha- well, or maybe or Rich. Rich. I th- I oh, think my. Oh, I just fucking realized this. What? Can we can we do fucking spoof movies where you're like Professor X and Picard? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you ever see those Pete Holmes show skits? 
No, where he plays. I know, I know he's yes. your hero. Yes, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, where where uh, he's firing the X Men, firing the X Men, or he's bringing video game characters in for uh job yeah interviews. for job interviews. Yes. Fantastic, yeah, they great. are really they're really great. funny. Plus, the girl who plays Jean Grey is gorgeous. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, it's uh, there. You should check them out. They're really good. Did I have a quick question for uh, Force? Uh, and I don't want to cut off your gripes because I real I actually do really want to hear what your complaints are because I know. Ted has Ted when he talks shit on stuff, it's so intelligently done though. Yeah. So I'm looking very forward to see what his uh, gripes are. The only thing I want to throw out there before we get into everybody's gripes is this. For me personally, I have such a hard time pointing anything out at the movie that I didn't like because all I wanted from it was a fucking fun, good space fantasy. Yeah. And it delivered that in spades. So any questions I have about what's the function of the government? Where was the Senate located? By the way, the Senate apparently rotates planets. FYI, in case you were wondering. Oh, do they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To me. Because they're never safe. To me. Well, apparently. Because Sidious will just start throwing seats everywhere. (laughs) One of my favorite things about it is that uh, the people who made it loved Star Wars. And you could tell that. Like, we talked about the flashback a couple times. Does anybody know who was in the flashback? Like what voices were in it? Oh, it was, oh, that's right. Um, it was it was actually Yoda. It was yeah. Frank. Oz, it right? was actually Alec Guinness. Yep. And it was actually Ewan McGregor. Yep. Mm. Did you hear how they did the Alec Guinness one? It's from yeah. Afraid. Yeah, it's from the word Afraid. They edited it out to have Ray, and it's and you when you hear it the first time you hear it and you actually pay attention, it's clearly Alec Guinness's voice. So wow. he goes he goes Ray, and then Ewan McGregor finishes the sentence. Yes. Hmm. Which is very interesting. And Yoda, Yoda's part is so low in mm-hmm. the mix that you can barely hear what he says. What line did, did they use? Because I know that they said they recorded Frank Oz doing Yoda, but they used the old stuff anyway for whatever Yoda says. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't put it to memory yet. Mm-hmm. Well, for those wondering, because we didn't say, um, the line that they uh, have Obi-Wan say is, Ray, these are your first steps. Is that what it says? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I wasn't aware. Because she's a fucking. Why can't you have a female Jedi? Why can't you have a? I think she's. No I think she. She's either Han's daughter, Leia's daughter, mm-hmm. same thing, or Luke's daughter. I think she's Luke's daughter. Although, why didn't anybody recognize her then? Because he threw her on Tatooine esque planets. How old was she when she got left on Jakku? Five. Is she five? Is that what the character is? Yeah. So I guess she could have grown enough that she would be unrecognizable because if she was like 10. Yeah. And if I, I think um, I mean, she looks roughly the same age as Kylo Ren. She is. She's also roughly the same age as oh, she is the same age as Luke was. She's 19. Well. I want oh, to so marry Luke. Luke. So Luke had like oh, 15 years. It's getting it. weird in the in the universe. <laughs> she's worth <laughs> right. She's totally worth it. I, I didn't I, did, I didn't think she was I did, on the press stuff. I was just like, ah. She's and then when I saw her in the movie, I was like, ooh. <laughs> well, she does the badass thing really well. Yeah. You don't think she's pretty, though, like in the press stuff and everything? I don't it, it just She just reminded me of like a dime store Kira Knightley. You know what I love about her? This is what I love about her and John Boyega, how excited they were. Did oh, yeah. That? Did as you far see as... her reaction video? Oh, yeah. With the crying and then John Boyega with his friend. Where he jumped over the back Freak, of the couch? Yes. Yeah. yes. If you guys haven't watched that, look up their reaction videos for the trailers. They're amazing. Ted? Yes. Continue. <laughs> okay. Um, Captain, into the microphone, please. I will. I will speak directly <laughs> into the microphone. So, when they're on Star Killer Base, and Finn and Han Solo have Captain Phasma at Blaster Point, and they're like, "You're gonna lower the shields now." What? Why would she do it? I, like, 
for one, the 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 entire indoctrination thing of the first order, I felt like I really hope that that's developed more over the next few movies because a lot of my issues come from that. Like Finn, he was taken however long he was taken and indoctrinated into this order and he's in battle for like Asma says he I sent him to my troop for reprogramming. Right. But he's in battle for like 15 seconds and is immediately like, nah, enough of this. And he's like, I won't kill for the first order, but I have no problem mowing them down in their hundreds in order to get away. Yeah, when they were trying to get off in the TIE fighter. Oh my god, that I was, didn't notice that too. I was yeah. like, I was like, this guy doesn't want to kill anybody, but he just he just his brothers in arms. He yeah, just exactly. Destroyed. That's what, yeah. He won't kill strangers, but he'll kill people that he went through all this training with. Because he's with the one of the lead characters from Ex Machina. I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, he was I just so starstruck. Wasn't part of it that he doesn't want to be part of an organization or a group that's killing innocent people? But there, that shouldn't even be a thought in his mind if he was indoctrinated properly. Well, he wasn't indoctrinated properly. Well, evidently not. Or he's four sensitive. And, 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 neither, and neither, neither was, was the, neither was the captain. Because if she had been, she would have, A, been loyal enough to be like, fine, kill me. I'm not lowering the shields. Or B, smart enough to realize that if you lower the shields, the rebels attack, and then you die anyway. Right, but here's, well, here's one thing. Um, this... All right, let's see. Where could I start with this? We're used to seeing Star Wars. Start at Boba Loob. We're used to seeing Star Wars or watching Star Wars pretty much in its entirety. We have all three films from both trilogies to work from. So, Or just the three films. Like right now, we have... Oh, yeah. We could... Sure. I'll (laughs) greet you there. Um, You'll greet me there? I'll agree with you there. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'll I'll hang out at episode one and shake your hand. Sure. (laughs) Glad you made it, Mark. I'm Jared. Uh, I'm Mark. (laughs) So I brought sand. <laughs> uh, so we only have one film to go on now. Like we're trying mm-hmm. to uh, come up with, oh, what are people's motivations? This doesn't make sense. But we have two more films to wait on before we could look back and say like, okay, that, yeah, that made sense now in hindsight. So who knows? Maybe Phasma really doesn't give a shit if uh, everything gets destroyed because she lowers, maybe she wants to happen. We don't know yet. That's a valid point. One of the good things about- Does she work for Hux? Yeah, she's like the I head think of so, there. Yeah. I always got the feeling that she. Yeah, I think she's underneath Hux, right? Okay. Yeah, she is. Hi, oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Can Ted finish his gripes? Goddamn. Yes. Oh right. no. There was, I wanted oh. to add something to what you just said, sure. real quick. Um, as far as what's going to come in the future and what questions are going to be answered, Abrams talked about uh, Lost, and uh, obviously he wrote the pilot for Lost, and then Lindelof and Carlton Cuse took it over. One of the things that they all had a very strong feeling on was not giving away the magic behind everything. Like, if you guys have watched Lost, you know what the numbers are. Yes. The numbers in Lost are purposely never explained. And if you ask, if you read interviews with Lindelof and Abrams, the reason is midi-chlorians. That's the reason why they never revealed what the numbers are, because they felt that there's certain things that don't need to be oh, explained. okay. Right. And I think that, I think that Abrams is going to take that tack as an executive producer on the rest of the series in only explaining what is necessary to enjoy the story of those characters, which is why we don't know a lot about the uh, the uh, government. Yeah. And because w- it doesn't affect the story. Right. All you know is there's a good guy and a bad guy, and the bad guy blew up the good guy's system. And if you want to find out more about the political climate at the time, you could read elsewhere. Like yep. there's that that book, the uh, what's the name of it? The Visual Dictionary the Visual to Dictionary. The Forest Awakens. So in there, it tells you exactly yeah. what I personally would have 
wanted to see like maybe even in the opening crawl like give me a little more mm-hmm. backstory as to what's going on here but whatever but i got that's it not the story so, they're telling i guess yeah well it's, that's an important part of it is what is the story that they're telling and i think that abrams is really focused on that after the prequels and they were just not only were they because it's all about one story yet they're mm-hmm. all over the fucking place so i think that's something he's really focused on right just a personal mm-hmm. feeling on it ted gripes okay. <laughs> i just touched ted's leg I saw well, that. we just covered, I was going to say a little something about the political climate, I guess, like the Republic supports the resistance, but is not itself the resistance. And I feel like there, I mean, I'm sure that there's all sorts of justification in the new uh, canon, but I also sort of feel like the movie itself should try to stand alone. I mean, if the explanation to a plot hole is, oh, just go read the books, then it's not, it's still a hole hole in the movie itself. Right. That's, is it a plot hole if it's not part of the plot? I'm not, I'm not putting you down. You know what I mean though? Like, no, it's not the story they're telling. If they're Mm -hmm. not concerned with the political climate. Yeah. It's not necessarily a plot hole. It's just, I want more information. Right. Right. Well, I mean, it it has bearing on the story because the, the Republic is something that can be targeted, but then there's this nebulous resistance who seems to be, you know, just, on the run kind of trying the to rebels all yeah, over again. Exactly. They're just trying to like Mujahideen the empire again. <laughs> and they, they've never actually really said in the movie specifically, like where the first order came from. You don't want it's it. just you that you're, it's, it's there. It and, actually makes it worse. Yeah. That's, Wait, there is an explanation yep. for it for the first order. Not for where the first order came from, but how the resistance fits into everything. The, how there, do you know this explanation? It, I think it's in the visual dictionary, actually. Let me just pull up the page. There's the, the resistance it. is a completely independent of any government. The Republic currently rules the galaxy, but the First Order is starting to make headway in certain territories. Like the so, Republicans. Yes. <laughs> but here's the funny part. Basically, the, the Republic refuses to have any official ties to Leia or the resistance, but they secretly fund them to help destabilize the First Order. So basically, right, I, I think like, uh, Jerry, you posted something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think Facebook it basically earlier says that in today. that page that you put up that was on Reddit. Yeah. yeah. That's R-E-D-I-P.com. Yeah, because in, in the uh, the visual dictionary, it tells you all about the New Republic, the First Order, and the Resistance. Um, you were talking about the New Republic? It, it, all right, it says, uh, following a great victory. Is it the New Republic or it the Republic? Yeah, it's the yeah. New Republic. Following a great victory uh, against the Empire, or actually, Rich, could you read that i think my contacts are like way too blurry right now to read it is actually the the text is a little blurry because i had trouble reading it too before but uh, following a great victory against the empire the battle of endor the alliance uh to restore the republic rebranded itself as the new republic uh shortly afterward a peace treaty the galactic uh concordance uh, was signed with the remnants of the empire believing that the empire was no longer a threat the new republic turned its attention to reshaping galactic politics oh they must have so many trade issues (laughs) i I, I hope there's whole movies that focus on that (laughs) yes just you reading that made the jedi are here (laughs) (laughs) what do we do that was my biggest gripe that's my biggest gripe of the force awakens where were the trade disputes (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Where were the political like the see, whole see, more racism? See, we need yeah. more racism. It's in like that. They took the whole I, I soul think, out of the movie. I think <laughs> George George Lucas made it to a point in his career. Like you have to realize, like at the end of the day, he's more of a businessman than a filmmaker. Yep. Okay. He and and this is an issue I've had. You know that we've that I've discussed with people ever since I was in film school in two thousand four. Um. Because I believe 
uh, Phantom Menace was 99, Attack of the Clones was 2002, yep. and Revenge of the Sith was 2005. No, nobody's there to tell him no. He has no constraints on what he wants to do. Even if it's a bad idea, like nobody's going to be like, George... Like Rick McCallum was just some guy who's like, you know, when I can when I can pop your wiener out of my mouth, like just to give you another compliment, just put it back in. Rick McCallum's the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. Besides, Absolutely. Besides Lucas getting older. So I, I and 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 when you look at films that were that that shaped our childhoods that are still beloved to this day, going from Jaws to Close Encounters to Star Wars to Indiana Jones. Like the reason that those movies worked was because there was a lot of shit you couldn't do. So you had to come up with creative compromises to be like, you know, they wanted to show the shark and Jaws in the first scene. It wouldn't have worked. Good thing the goddamn shark didn't work. You know, and with, and with you know, A New Hope, like, there was shit that you, like, George Lucas was, trust me, he wasn't the guy there doing all the visual effects. He had a couple of dudes who was, at, who in Lucas cut together, like, World War II footage, and yep. he's like, make it look like that. Literally, scene for scene. Yeah, literally shot he for shot. Dog fights and told them yep. to do exactly what. They that's did. what's yep. going to happen at this, and that's what made it exciting. But at the same time, he's using old techniques right. to make new shit happen. And, and editors came in and saved the original movie. Because, yeah, I heard it was crap. Yeah, it was, right when was, he uh, when he showed Richard them the original Schu movie, Marcia Lucas, I think, right? His wife, yeah, his wife. wasn't his, it his wife. wife? There was, there's another guy too. I think his name is Richard Chu. He was the other one that that edited. I'm and then like, and, the, really. and then the best thing he ever did was you know George Lucas is like you know after all this stress I just really couldn't do another Star Wars film and he gave it to Kirshner which was a great pick who, who was his UFC directing yes. teacher who <laughs> and who was the best person to do a personal story yeah because that because at the Instead end of, of the day story. it's not about the spectacle nope. it's about the interpersonal relationships it's mm -hmm. about the struggle that these people go to and the triumph over adversity that they have. It's cool that there's, you know, a, a weapon that can blow up planets. It's cool that you have X-Wings and droids, but that's not the story. No. That's a, I, I would say that's another thing to, to be critical about is uh, how Starkiller Base really works. Um, because in the, the what I was just no reading sense. is in the book, uh, the book explanation, uh, which is supposed to be the adaptation, you know, they're, they're basing off of the script. They ended up changing the way that the laser and everything looks in the film. So it's not congruent with how it works in the book. Because in the book, it's co it, it works completely differently. It actually, uh, it charges up a, a, a dark matter or something like that. And that's that's how it works off of that with this it's more like it's pulling from the the, the, the sun one, the one planet's core and then uh and then the the laser that splits off and it blows up like several planets and stuff i felt like that was uh a little much uh, to to like it was like oh okay so so we're just turning up the start the the uh yeah. the, the death star to 10 you know or 11 you know like it's it to me it it, it didn't it wasn't like I, I thought that was a strange choice to, and then when they fired that that was the moment right after leia showed up right yeah, they just blew up planets with millions of people on them. Oh yeah, and there it was kind of like and like several they fired the weapon, but, and know, that was the thing is like <laughs> it, you you saw the one that there was a shot of like you know people the looking planet, and, yeah. yeah and seeing it you know blow up or whatever, but it was the same criticism you could throw at you know the the prequels where it's like but I don't care about any of those people I don't care about well, any of those planets because I don't know anything but about I, but, them but I think the I think the characters um I I don't know the name of where they were at the time. Of the planet, Mas yeah. Mas planet. I don't think where what's her face was where she saw the lightsaber and then she fought Ren in the woods. That's the same planet. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wait. 
I, you just think that all those characters, like we would, like you know, coming, you know, just yesterday coming from the nine eleven museum, you'd think that all those people would be like, "Oh my god, like shit's holy shit." There yeah, I didn't feel like there was there. enough of a reaction. There was they just everybody. killed millions of people in one shot. That's why they. That's why Arlen's made such a big deal, and I know that's why they put the joke in there. I don't have to ever read an interview with them to know when they knock over that tower. And he screams, what? There were 50 people in there. That's yeah, that's commentary on every movie, not just Star Wars, doing shit like that. I just I just thought it should have had more grit. It should have had more weight. It should have. But if you want to talk about where they cut corners, they only had two years to do it. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Talk about where they cut corners at Starkiller Base. And at least in the original movie, when Alderaan gets blown, we don't know anybody on Alderaan. No, we we, we don't. And we but don't even see it, really. We see it through Leia's eyes. Right. She's that's our what surrogate. I, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he's forcing her to watch yes. it. And that's really and the torture. She's the audience surrogate on screen. And it shows you, to me, that that always showed how how sick uh, Grand Moff Tarkin was. Yes. Like, what a sick son of a bitch to make, it, make her watch that as it blows up. And then you're focusing on her reaction to it. Yeah, you don't really see anyone's reaction because they're not looking at it from that perspective. Exactly. Like Luke sees his aunt and uncle disintegrated. Sure. And ten minutes later, he's like, "Oh, well, this is Moss Eisley. Sure is <laughs> nice here. He right. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Like, like they weren't like they. It wasn't quick. It wasn't like poof, two to the head. But I think part yeah, of that is no. the fairy tale aspect of it. Like we're going on the adventure now. And right. If you if you halt too much, and I'm not saying it's not a valid criticism. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things. That's one of the few scenes where I felt very cold in because I was like, well, that I get what you're going for. And it didn't take away from the whole viewing experience, but I don't care either. I, I, I would say, you know, probably now that now you say that, it kind of reminded me of the one thing I did think of when I was watching the film is there were a couple parts where I was like, whoa, JJ, can we can we slow down for like two seconds and like look at this? Because I would really like to see something because it was moving so fast and there was so much going on. There was so much to absorb that, you know, obviously you're overwhelmed and you're excited and everything else. But, you know, like looking back on it, I was like, I I really wish we could stop for that moment. Like, you know, obviously one of the most iconic moments of A New Hope is when he's looking at the multiple suns and he's staring out and the music swells and everything. It's it's amazing. It's such a great. Uh, well, thank you for nerding that up even more. <laughs> but that that whole shot is is great and everything. And there really wasn't many of those moments, if if any, that I can think of off the top of my head, where there's just like that nice moment where we slow down for like two seconds, ignore everything else that's going on, and like focus on something like that. There's well, some can, great shots. I mean, there's some beautiful that. stuff. But there's there's one great moment that's like that where they let you they actually let it focus on something for a second, and it mm. makes all the difference in the world. Um, when BB-8 gives the lighter thumbs up. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Okay. I, yeah, that's, that was my, that's one of my top five favorite scenes of the movie is just him giving yeah. that the lighter thumbs up. I, I really <laughs> want the actual, I hope someone is going to make the lighter. Oh, and like the real, where you could click the button and there's a lighter that comes out. And here's, <laughs> and here's, yeah, and here's, BB-8. here's, oh, the, it'll happen. Here's the other two things that I liked and found really strange. Um, the blaster hits were like the blaster hits from the original trilogy. Where it was like the flash, and then there was smoke. Yep. Which oh I yeah, thought, which I thought was awesome. Okay, is it strange to me that how every stormtrooper that got shot got shot like they were in Star Wars Battlefront? Oh right, where they're like flying, they back fly, and, and then the legs go in the weird ways. Where like <laughs> in a Call of Duty <laughs> thing. That. Yeah, watch it again. Like when they get shot, yeah, like, they're you know just how, like, totally if you shoot somebody in Call of Duty and they fall down like a hill. Right, yeah. like the R- legs. Ragdoll like, physics flop. goes haywire. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, like <laughs> the ragdoll physics. Yeah, sure, sure. Did you notice that in this? And how every every time a stormtrooper got shot, it was like somebody launched a bowling ball out of a potato gun. Yeah, well, I only noticed it when um, they focused on 
specific stormtroopers like when um chewy shoots the one when they open the doors in the, yes. in the base that guy oh goes he, flying. Got, he goes he, like a yeah. nautical mile and yep. then when han shot the other one with the bowcaster on uh the planet that where maz resides i forget the name of it but remember oh, and it, when he turns around he's like oh i like this so I, I noticed those ones, but I, I feel like they really wanted to focus on that these blasters were real weapons in oh, the yeah. real world that can really kill you yeah. and 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 maim you pretty bad too. Because Chewie gets hit, you know, Kylo gets hit. There's scenes where uh, there's there's a focus on that because it seems like uh, you know that's one of the criticism, of course, thrown on the original movies and pretty pretty much all the movies really is is that uh, you know the stormtroopers can't hit anything and you know like you had the problems with the you know the the, the robots and the in the the original the prequels that you know they just kind of fell apart you know like in two seconds like like you just they just cut through them through but like butter and th there was more of an impact with everything like the, the the lasers actually hurt people and like they actually hit people and and i thought okay well that's that's good that's a good thing it actually shows that there's real danger it kind of builds it up a little bit more and the thing about this one is is like it's not a clone army Right. These right. are all these are all real these are people, all which they established right away. Yeah. You know the the scene where he's you know uh, oh. right at the beginning where where Finn uh, is, is reaching down to his comrade who's bleeding out, and he wipes the blood on him, which of course was a clever way so that you can tell which, which stormtrooper yeah. yeah. he he was because they're all wearing the but same the uniform. But it was Star it, Wars movie too. It also had that real effect. You know, it was like this is <laughs> yeah these people are going to have PTSD or these people are going to you know they're they're in a war. You know, like it is called Star Wars. I was going to say something I forgot. All right. So going around the room real quick, um, what's everyone's take on Starkiller base? I didn't yay, mind yay it. Yay or nay? Okay. You didn't mind it, Rich? I wasn't huge what on else, it. What the, what, the, what the fuck else are you going to do? Yeah. Right. Well, because I was disappointed that. at the end of Phantom Menace when it's like, oh, we have to blow up this half donut ship. Yeah. See, here's my, my take on it is, okay, you're trying to destroy a planet, right? And you want to destroy it as quick as possible. Right. What else could you really? Where, where can you go from the Death Star instead of bigger? And they actually it, made a point to show that the difference between the Death and Star the scale is and right. Star Killer. Right. I felt I, like maybe they could have used a different tactic. They could have come up with in, something else completely, like it, not gone that way. Like I get that, like blowing up planets is really cool and it's a way to show that you're powerful and everything. But the Empire still got defeated twice doing that. Right. So you think at some point they would have said, you know what? Maybe that's not the strategy. Maybe we come up with some new idea that's totally maybe, different from that. Maybe we should not make this cylindrical they, thing. Yeah, like, like let's just stop that idea they completely. Actually they, like, I mean, we go go even even oh, like simple stuff. You think the the first though. order is just starting out? You, they, you know, they're not at the level of the empire yet. So you know, maybe like terrorist attacks, something right. like that. Yeah. Well, they know? actually do have. Uh, another way to, I guess, pretty much yeah, destroy a planet, not outright, but pretty much wipe out everyone that lives there in that canon comic book, uh, Shattered Empire. That's the lead up. Is that, from Endor. Is that new? Yeah. Can. OK. Yeah. It's shows what takes place right after the Endor battle. Um, they everyone got merchandised and sold. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they use. Uh, well, yeah, they go to Naboo. Uh, they try taking out Naboo because there's this Operation Cinder. That a post uh, a posthumous uh, Palpatine delivers the uh, the message to I forget the commander's name but he's like all right this is what we're gonna do it's Operation Cinder what do you have like in case of emergency send he signal? had this it was this this messenger guy it was I've never seen him before except in this comic but it's this guy that has like an Uber driver 
<laughs> yeah. John Smith, just, hey, dude. <laughs> um, so you need message sent? I'll take. It, it's this, uh, he looks like the, um, uh, the red guys, the, the guy, they had the red cloaks, the Imperial guards. The Imperial guards okay. for the Emperor. Kind of looks like him, but his helmet, it's kind of, uh, the face is just very open. It's just all black. And that's where the face of the Empire, or the Empire, yeah, the Emperor comes through. And he's telling this commander, here's your new orders. You're going to Naboo uh, and you're just going to wipe everything out. So what they do is they launch all these satellites that affect the weather on the planet, causes all these crazy, you know, hurricanes and stuff. So, so, so they stole the idea from Cobra is what you're saying. They, they <laughs> oh, created the weather dominator. Okay. I've never seen Cobra, but G.I. <laughs> I, I don't remember that the, the, Sylvester Stallone movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can I throw out one thing about Starkiller Base? Yeah. And I know a lot a lot of people, that's the biggest complaint I've heard of Starkiller Base. And I totally understand it. Is it possible that it's not because it was just a bigger Death Star, but because Starkiller Base, in the original trilogy, the Death Star is a character. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The Death Star is a character in the movie, and they obviously didn't have time to do that in this one. Do you think that if the actual base was had more characterization the way that the Death Star did... Why can't I say the Death Star normally? I don't know. I keep going the Death Star. <laughs> Why, do you You're think having a stroke. Death, it's okay. Do you, I, you should take don't that even close. joke about like, <laughs> Okay. Okay. Bell's palsy hits quick. It, but I'm holding my hands up. That's one of the things you do when you're having a stroke. What? You act like you're joking? No, you hold your arms up. And if they start coming down without you letting them go down, you're losing muscle control. That's one of the ways you can tell if you're having a stroke. You also stick out your tongue. If you can't stick your tongue out straight, you're having a stroke. Okay. All right, I'm That's good. That's the first I've ever heard of that. Sh- yeah. Has any Rich? Come on, I know you've heard. I, of it. I have heard. That you before. hold up your arms. I think you go, Rich. I know out. you've had a stroke. Is that what you do? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's really what you do. Um, you were talking about Star Killer Base. Star Killer Base. If it had a personality, do you think you would have minded it so much? Yes. You still would have. Yeah. Okay. Purely, I mean, but, but what could they have done? Something what could they totally have done different. that have been grand and spectacular? And it has to happen fast because the thing is, like, I, I was conflicted about it too. And I think I, how I to came destroy to, it came about real quick. Right. I, I came to. <laughs> they didn't even need to bother with that. The last shot put out the sun, so it was useless after that. No, just not floating around. Nothing. No, not. You see that? <laughs> that's what I thought too. Like, well, if you're, that's going to kill the planets anyway. If you take away their sun, like, what the hell? Why bother going a step further? But the thing is, they want that to happen. They want to kill everyone on that planet right then and there. You're going to get off the planet if your sun's gone. That'll give you a lot of time. They don't want these people. Yeah, but Starkiller Base off. is not inhabited by like Aboriginal people. That's a planet that they kind of hollowed out oh, to right, make right. it so you can yeah. suck in. And if you do, it, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson did this. He did. He did the math on if that was like possible. Oh yeah, it's impossible. Sure. No, he <laughs> he actually said that if you did har- if you did try to harness the sun, what happens is is, is is it's like helium and hydrogen or whatever. But when it gets compressed, it'll all turn into hydrogen. And is it possible to send out like something like that to destroy the way it destroyed? Yeah. And he's like, yes, but it's it's true times like ten thousand. <laughs> okay. So like it and it and it's in like it's like joules to like the forty second power about how much energy that that thing could to, could send out to contain yeah. it is something totally different to harness it is something totally different but if you had the ability to do it it it, it wasn't going to take out those four pla- and in the other thing those four planets are really really close together when yeah. you cut back to 
Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah and uh, that it, destroying those planets would completely wipe out any other planet that was still there in the solar system because of gravity. Yeah. Like mm. everything has a balance. Like we if even the force if Mercury <laughs> in in the solar system was destroyed, we would be fucked because it's all in a crazy balance. How many so, people don't realize that if our moon was destroyed, we'd be fucked? Yeah. Right. We'd yeah. be dead. There there's our there was just an article I I read destroyed. today actually. Wasn't Endor a moon? Where yeah. yes it was. They they basically said that like Endor would more or less its whole ecosystem would be wiped out by the destruction of the Death Star because it's at least close so enough. Close? Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, that it's yeah, just, it's going like to yeah, it's going to com- th- completely throw off yeah. their ecosystem the and eventually rain wipe of everyone out. Flaming wreckage and stormtrooper bodies. <laughs> the, the bottom line is, there's a lot of stuff that you have to suspend your but disbelief so here's for. Question then: sure. What's the force? It's a mystical energy, like field. literally. Surrounds Tell us. me something the force you can do with the force, or the force does, and not it binds us together. Like, what are actual features of the force that you can use if you're a force user? Mind control. You could control minds. Right? Telekinesis. You could. You have telekinesis. Um, Do crazy jump flips. Intuition. Throw lightsabers at masses of. I've never seen anyone do that yet. Well, in the video games. Yeah, but I've never seen anybody do that. The reason I say that is because even the force itself, it's not really defined. We've lived with it for so long in part as part of our our mythology i've never that, seen it used so powerfully as it was in this film i agree completely stopping a fucking blaster no, oh okay, that was that so was so cool, cool yeah. wasn't it so yeah. does anybody notice he actually lets it go as he walks away too yeah yes. yes. the first and time I goes, it, yeah, the like, first time i didn't know what that explosion was it wasn't until the second time i watched it that i realized it was the blaster that he let go yeah, yeah. and also i don't know if you noticed this but you know when he stops ray on the the i keep forgetting the planet's name we don't have a name for it no, it went, no, when he stops Ray from when they get in their first fight in the jungle. Yes. Right. When he, before he takes her. Before he takes her. When you watch her hand, her whole body, certain parts of it do like that whole like the flash. You know, the flash blurs his face. Mm-hmm. so You can't see mm-hmm. him. Their hands and stuff are doing that. Yeah. So you can't see them like they're not they're immobile, but they're actually moving totally fast that they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. Yeah, when you watch it again, there's like this wide two shot as they're pushing in, and her hand is doing like this. Yeah, I remember seeing. So, that. what's the significance? Of, like, what, I saw the well, shape. I don't think it was I don't that know. fast. Because my thought with her, well, there's a couple things. Why everybody bitched about uh, Kylo Ren's lightsaber being unstable? It was awesome. It's unstable because he's unstable. It's, yeah. it's well, he symb- created symb- it. He created right. it, and from a symbolic and from a visual standpoint, it's symbolic of how he's also unstable. Uh, uh, his use his of the tantrums force. were fantastic. His tantrums are unstable. Right. His use of the force is unstable. It's mm-hmm. powerful. Yeah, he's a fledgling noob, dark Jedi. Yes. And I guess people want him to be so fleshed out already. Like, why is he like that? Because, dude, we have two more films yeah. to go. He, yeah, but he took. He's like, on a journey. He was on like <laughs> yeah. the twelve-step Jedi program. Hit third step, and he's like, I know enough. Yeah, yeah. And then he totally. got out of there because I think Snoke got to him. But I, the other thing that was, and I don't know if it's so much of a of, of a complaint as it is a criticism. Like, I think Ray is going to end up being uh, just a massive power. Oh, yeah. So do I. You know, but the thing that the thing that the, the one criticism I have is Ren's running around going like, we need to find her. Her, her power is getting stronger. Like, it took Luke, Luke a long time but to start what, to harness the force. And immediately sure. she's like, what if she already was a force user? And she just wasn't aware of it. What if her? What if her? She had her mind like her. Yeah, force, here's her force mind. See, here's the thing: if 
they, or is it like this puberty? Like, I would think she has some knowledge of the Force just because of the you know like the the scene where she's trying out the Jedi mind trick. Like all all that she knows is that he can kind of tap into her. But he she, he does he never ever says like oh by the way uh, you know if you can use the force uh, you can control people's minds and make them do things that they don't want to do all he's doing is is he's he's trying to get the information out of her <laughs> right. so if, if you're if you're being introduced to the force for the first time and you know nothing about it whatsoever you wouldn't be aware of how to do that or or, or the way to do that so I, I I feel like there was some that she she has some sort of background vaguely in the force. Yeah, get- I also I also think if the force is all encompassing surrounds us blah 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 there you know nobody nobody teaches a baby cow how to walk. Mm. I think that's just intuition and yeah, its nature. Yeah, there's an instinct. I right? th- I think she, instinctually she somehow cuz cuz when she goes and hugs Finn he goes what happened and she goes I I I can't explain it. And you wouldn't believe it. And did. you wouldn't believe yeah. it if I did. Right. Right. So that might have been one of those things well, right. well g- g- give me a minute quick to uh, talk about the background of Ray and uh, we'll call him Ben, Kylo, whatever. It, if you go by what you know from the film, right? Just seems like one of those things. Ah, oh, Ben's coming over for you. <laughs> <laughs> Little Benny. So one, if we assume that Ray is Skywalker's kid, we know that Kylo is Solo's kid. They obviously would have met and known each other when they were younger. But look at how he reacts. Also, there was a girl with them. Yeah. who? What girl? Right. Exactly. Force choke immediately he, makes him fly across knows. the room to him. He throws a tantrum. Now, how many times? No, no. Uh, Lupita Youngo, when they're in that place, right? When Finn walks away and Ray runs after him, she goes, now, t- who's the, the girl? girl. Yeah. Yep. And it cuts right out of there. There is something about her parentage that's important sure. to the story. Now, no way and, and other people know it. She's Lando's kid. Right. I've heard someone say that. I forget who. Um, well, I know. I was. I, I think if I don't think I hope Lando doesn't have kids. But if it, I would love to see Billy D. Williams. I'm sure Lando has Star many Wars kids. Movie. It will be many. He probably doesn't know of. <laughs> but if he has a kid in the story, it has to be Finn, right? Oh, of course. Because <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, right? Lando defied like the from Empire pi- from like a pigment. Nut standpoint. <laughs> yeah, but, but 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 why would it not be possible? Because Lando was was pivotal in blowing up the oh, second absolutely. death star right mm-hmm. defying yep. the empire mm-hmm. why would they not go after his kin and try to reprogram him well i think lando's coming back anyways i hope so he's already proven that he is up to do anything star wars related he's on uh he was on rebels a couple times yep if you watch star wars droid tales he's on that what's that have you guys not seen droid tales you no. watched it i me. watched it yes droid tales is the best retelling of star wars i've ever seen Disney let them make a Lego Star Wars miniseries. Oh, no way. And it's C-3PO <laughs> telling the story of all six movies. And they start. It's it starts the day after the Battle of Endor. So they're all like him and R2 are cleaning up. It's obviously very funny and tongue in cheek. But Luke and Han and like uh, C-3PO. Is this on XD? It's on. No, it was actually only on in Australia and New Zealand. But I think it was on XD and it just finished. But it, it premiered in other countries a while ago, like this summer. But the first episode is... Like right from the bat, they're obviously just they don't. There's no sacred. There's nothing sacred about Star Wars to them, because like C-3PO makes a comment about Darth Vader being Luke's father, and Han goes, "Wait, Darth Vader's Luke's father?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody says, "We found that out like months ago," and he's like, "Oh, I was frozen in carbonite." But <laughs> they they get him to tell the story of, uh, well, first off, he gets his memory back from R two, 
of everything that happened before the mind wipe at the end of oh, Revenge right. of the Sith. Yeah. Uh, Cause R2 had a flash drive on him apparently, but he, give, he reboots and he <laughs> a give, sand disc. He had a sand yeah, disc. He basically had a sand yeah. disc and he gives him the, uh, they start talking about Phantom Menace. And he's like, everybody wants to hear the stories about Darth Vader as a kid and about the clone wars. So everybody's sitting around in the treetop area Endor. in Endor, the Ewoks and all the cast is all there. And they're like on the edge of their seats. And he's like, it was a long time ago. The galaxy was in the midst of a civil war. And everybody's like, oh, yeah. And then he goes, the, the taxation of trade routes to outlying regions was in dispute. And they cut back to everybody. And everybody's just like, <laughs> <laughs> Jar Jar dies twice in the first episode alone. What? <laughs> I'm telling you it's. And not only that, but they introduce new things like Admiral Akbar is a big part of the story. Lando's a big part of this. You could, I have it on my, you could download it. Obviously you could find it anywhere. It's fantastic. It's a great, it's a great way to just look at a, uh, the movies in a funny way too, but it's, they fucking hate the prequels. So, nice. um, cause, cause we're going over time. I'd like to do, I'd like to do, um, if, if you have anything else to add, I'd like to ask two questions. I have one more thing to oh. add. Well, fuck. <laughs> I also do, but I'll make it quick. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, all right hurry up. Um, the title of the film force awakens, right? Implies something had to have been asleep at some point, meaning Ray's. Oh, Jedi I agree. 100%. So yeah. that she most likely was trained at some point. And Dan, I don't you, think you, she was trained at some point. Didn't she, okay, didn't I she do, not though. even believe in the forest? Was it her or Finn? I can't remember. No, she, when they she were talking out, they were like, isn't the Jedi a myth? It's she thought, she, she, no, she goes, that's real? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. that they had heard this story as a myth, basically. Right. Like um, folk tales passed down through generations, even though it was right. only like 30 years ago. Right. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but for something to awaken, it's got to be asleep. And right. I'm pretty sure they're alluding to Ray's talent being asleep yes. meaning she had could to be have that it. too it could be a it had been active at I some think, point i think it's i think it's about ray and i think that the away the final awakening like the big is the one i was talking about before like everything kind of just came together in that one moment in the snow when she's on the cliff yes and he's he's like i'll teach you you well, need no, a good teacher that when she first got the lightsaber to come to her. i think it's that moment you think that's I think her awakening was when she got the lightsaber to come. To no, her. I think I think number one, she was surprised she could do it. I think she knew she could like it's sub, it's the subconscious thing. It's like the parent whose car falls on the child and they have super strength. Okay, yeah, I think she didn't realize she could do it and she did it. I think the real thing happened when he was when he had her up against that precipice and he was saying, you just need a good teacher and you could see in her face. And that's the thing. Like every time she used it. She was scared. Yeah. And then like this calm demeanor came over her. And then she just turned into a super duper badass. Yep. But she didn't kill him. You know, because that's not what that's about. Even though like during the Clone Wars, like Jedis were just slaughtering, slaughtering people. people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think that piece in the name of. Yeah. But we're doing it for God. <laughs> I, I think that was the moment where she was like holy shit like this is something new she's now and it's weird because now she's taking the embodiment of luke skywalker and han solo because she's now the new owner of the millennium falcon yep. um which by the way was so earned absolutely one thing that i hated i hated the indiana jones and the crystal skull movie me too but me three the only smart thing they did even though harrison ford didn't earn it back there's a scene near the right at the end when the hat blows off and Shia LaBeouf goes to pick it up and he takes it off of him like oh no we're not passing the torch here right yeah if they had let Shia LaBeouf take that hat I never I will at this point I'll still watch another Indiana Jones movie if they make it if they had done that I never would have watched it again because it wasn't earned 
Right. Her right. taking the Millennium Falcon was earned a hundred percent. Oh, he like asked her to be part of the, everything. He asked else. her to be part of the crew. She knew it better yes. than he. Like yes. And that's the other thing. It's like how do you how do you know everything that Han knows? Almost better than he knows. Yep. You can speak Wookie. Android. Android, which are things that are like people are like. Wookie's really hard to understand. Luke didn't understand R2 till the second movie. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other thing is, is that she she knows, she subconsciously knows the force. It's almost like she knows when to take a breath if she can't breathe. It's almost like this in, instinctual mm-hmm. thing that she can do. Um, moving on, what? So two things. Um, uh, what do you see um, the future being? Postulating. And uh, one to five, where would you rate it? Well, when I, I not 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 including sure, you know the whole six trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the the uh, I did a movie review on the site, which is completely spoiler free. Um, that uh, I I gave it a, a four point five out, out of five. five. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very. I felt very strongly about it. I think it was what we needed. Uh, you know, it's not a, it's not going to be perfect. And, you know, none of them are. You know, never, nothing is perfect in in anybody's eyes, really. So there's there's no way you can make the perfect Star Wars film. But I think they they brought, they did what they wanted to do. They set out to a goal, which was to please all of the you know new Star Wars fans, please all the old Star Wars fans who were kind of annoyed by the prequels or, or wanted to, to just kind of give up on the franchise and to bring in new people because I've known people who have never seen Star Wars. Uh, I've seen a lot of articles about this, people who go for the first time and this is the first Star Wars film and they enjoyed it and they liked it and it, it, just, it went over critically very well. It went over with the fans very well. I th- I think overall it's a success, so I, I don't think you can you can really rate it much lower. Jer, I'd give it very close to a five. Um, I really enjoyed it overall. My only criticisms would be that maybe it's there's too many parallels between it and A New Hope because um, a lot of the themes are the same. You know, there, there's a droid that has a message. There's the uh, Star Killer base. Yeah, well, the abandoned child in the desert. There's just so many parallels, but forgivable, um, maybe a bit too predictable at points. I pretty much saw uh, Han's death coming a mile away when I saw the uh, the bridge. I'm like, yeah, here, here it comes. That's not a right. mile away. That was about a minute well, before you, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but, and as for where it's going, uh, God, I have no idea. All I know is that I really hope that there's no redemption for Kylo. I don't think that the majority of the fan base even want him to be redeemed after they, after he single-handedly took Is he a good villain? I think, yes. I don't think he's an emo whiner, but that's just me. Well, I think he is, but I think he's still a good villain, and I think he's definitely going to be a much better villain once he, uh, well, as Snoke put it, finishes his training. They're definitely setting him up to be super powerful. Whether, you know, in episode nine, there's going to be one of those things where, all right, now Kylo is going to turn and help defeat the great Emperor Snoke or whoever's behind Snoke. Who knows? I just hope that there really is no redemption. I want Kylo to remain an asshole that I hope he gets what he deserves. I don't want him to be redeemed. He took away Han. Fuck him. He's, you know? he's Anakin done correctly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is, is really what it comes down to. I do think if they redeem him, this is what I have faith in. If they redeem him, they're going to do, do it in a way that when he is redeemed, it's earned. 
I don't think it's going to be a shoehorned thing if they do. I hope he doesn't get redeemed, but I'm also not worried if they decide to go down that route only because I feel like they have a handle on what they're doing. Could be like a thing at the end like uh, they did with Vader. You know, where he's he's redeemed in his last moments yeah. before he dies. So take off that black helmet and reveal an old white man. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna build a fourth Death Star. <laughs> a super star killer base. What about star killer system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what would you so what would you what would you rate it? Okay. And what do you think about I'm the gonna future? come off like an I'm gonna come off like a fanboy and I realize that and I'm gonna defend it by saying this. Uh, I would give it a five out of five. It's not a perfect movie at all i give it a five out of five because there's not a single part of that movie that detracted from the experience it's a perfect star wars movie in the sense that the story they want to tell they tell um if i had to rank it in the other movies and this is where people are gonna it's my favorite one out of all out of all of them i'm making empire a being the second the internet there's a reason when i watched star wars a new hope for the first time I watched it, I loved it, and I put Empire Strikes Back into my VCR. I watched it, and I loved it, and I put Return of the Jedi into my VCR. I have never once lived not knowing where a Star Wars story is going. This is the first time in 32 years that I don't know what the future of Star Wars is. It's the first time I've left a theater after a Star Wars movie, and I did see, this is the fourth one I've seen in a theater. It's the first time I left, Can't I cannot wait to see the next one. I have questions about the next one. I love the characters. To me, it's my favorite because it's a promise for a continuation of the story. Mm -hmm. If you look at it purely from like just a storytelling standpoint, is it better than Empire? Probably not. But I already know how Empire ends. I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen to Ray. I don't know what's going to happen to Finn. To me, Kylo Ren is as badass a movie villain as they've had in a long time in any movie. Better than Darth Maul? Yeah. Oh, God. Definitely better than Darth Maul because he has a personality. Darth Maul didn't have a personality. He's de- he's way better than Darth Maul. He's almost as good as Vader to me. And he didn't crash off the cliff. Also, the <laughs> space nine one one. The Force Awakens to me is a it's the future. It's it's there's a story that's coming out of this. So regardless of what happens, I feel like it's in good hands. I'm excited for it, and because I don't know where it's going, and I can't wait to see where it goes. To me, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna have that giddiness for the original trilogy that I do when I watch the force awakens, which I'm probably going to do tonight. And at the end of it, I'm going to be like, what is happening next? <laughs> yeah. I'm never going to have that with the original trilogy. I never did in my life except for the first time I saw it. Yeah. Once this one ended, I, I was just sitting there. I'm like, I, I, I felt just like, you yeah, I really want the next one to happen. Like next week. I want to, uh, I can't wait. Yeah. And not just that the way it, look at this. We've spent how long now? Four and a half hours talking about a Star Wars. <laughs> I'm 33 now. We've we've been talking about a Star Wars movie, and it's not like tearing it down. We're excited for it. We're happy about it. We have we already have fond memories of a movie that came out last Thursday, guys. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And honestly, tell me right now, do you think that do you think that you're not going to feel the same way about BB-8's lighter thumbs up, or Ray getting the lightsaber the first time, or Finn's one-liners, or Poe's one-liners? No. Five years from now, or ten years from now? I bet you're going to feel exactly the same way. How'd you feel, Ted? I would give it a four out of five. I feel like the elements that they reused, like Jerry was saying, like I feel like they did reuse a lot of the elements of the original movies and to a lesser extent, the prequels. Well, not as, not really as much, but they reused a lot of it. But that's just 
Hollywood these days, you know, everything is just a rehash. And I feel like it, I had, it turned out to be a lot better than what I was expecting. But I mean, as far as the, as far as the future of it goes, I'm just hoping that it doesn't evolve into like the Avengers where every movie is 75% trailers for other movies that are themselves <laughs> just teases for the next Star Wars, like the main episode. Um, but other than that, it was really cool to see the elements of that universe being used in like a more modern feeling film. Like uh, to just the the fights, the battles felt more. I don't know how to put it precisely. Visceral is a good word. Yeah. Like when when the first order is landing on it felt like on, something was at stake. Yes, exactly. There were fights that took place outside of narrow hallways and corridors and such. Like the environments I thought were incredible. Um uh, I'm not I mean there's the devil's in the details. I love to nitpick, but that's just my personality, I guess. Um but overall, like I I'm really optimistic for the future of the franchise. It certainly is never going to go away. Because as long as, as as long as Disney has twenty dollars in their in their bank account, they'll be cranking something out. But does it have to? Doesn't does it matter. Have if they, to go away? Yeah. No. It no. Doesn't. It doesn't have to, and that's good because it's, right. it's here to stay. Right. There's Star Wars brand oranges now. Are I saw. Really? Yeah, I saw that. Yes. <laughs> A bag of oranges with Star Wars labeling. I know yeah. there's water. See now you bite into it and like, it tastes like Daisy Ridley. So you should. Hi <laughs> I'm going to agree with that because there's no way my girlfriend's ever going to listen this far into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I thought it was a. I don't know how I can ask for a better Star Wars film. Right? I don't. I don't know. It was one of those things where you know, at the end of it, I was because I went I went to go see it with one of my clients, and little did I know, you know. You know the, the, the he's a he's a very influential person and in but at his soul, huge Star Wars nerd. So I went and saw one of my clients and we were talking about like he's like you know I kind of like the prequels and I'm sitting there going like, dude like we're here ninety minutes before the movie like I'll tell you what I didn't like and I didn't <laughs> like this and I didn't like that and he's like yeah I get it he's like you know he goes but I went when the original Star Wars came out I went and saw it eleven days in a row. I was six years Jesus. old. My father took me every day to go see Star Wars. That's all wow. I wanted. I wanted to go see Star Wars. He goes, 11 days in a row I saw Star Wars. Um, and, I, and, and at the end of it, I looked at him and I said, and that's why the prequels sucked. And he goes, I see it. He goes, I had such a good time. And he's never, he never did like a midnight showing. He was a little apprehensive about going to see, you know, with all the nerds. Um. But it was, I th- it was a very pleasurable movie-going experience for everybody there because everyone laughed when they were supposed to laugh. Yeah. Everyone cheered when they were supposed to cheer. I love that. I I've never seen a movie. Was. I've never seen a movie evoke that kind of. When I saw it on Sunday with people. Lee, it's like all the jokes nobody laughed at. What? It was. But How it many was people just, were there? Was it uh, probably packed? like 30, 40? Hmm. And it was just, it was just like you didn't see it with your people, your yeah. quote unquote people. And that's part of the joy of like, yeah, it's crazy and you have to be there 90 minutes early, but to see it with the people who want to see it. Yes. Yeah. When the mm. Lucasfilm logo goes up and everybody goes fucking crazy. Yes. Oh and, and when the camera pans, I know that the Millennium Falcon was in the background, but when the camera pans yes. over and you see that, everyone goes, yes. Yeah. Right. We, we lucked out with that too. Our crowd was unbelievable. 
they that's part of the experience and, and laughed at all the right places like mm. and and that i think that heightens that's that's mm-hmm. the extra that's the that's the super mario gold star of that experience to go see it that way as far as the future is concerned i i really believe that ryan johnson is going to make episode 8 the empire strikes back oh, yeah. of of the new trilogy um the thing i'm really excited for is rogue one Oh yeah, I mean next year. Details on that yet? I'm incredibly all you all you know is that it's about the 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 story. It's a war film, right? About the story of the rebels who stole the plans for the Death Star. The Bothans? I don't know. Well, no, no, first Death Star, or second though. First, so it's not Bothans. Bothans Before a New Hope. Oh, I thought many Bothans died to bring us this information. They did. That's for the second <laughs> Death Star. Oh, okay. That's the Mon 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 that I'm excited for. Uh, I think I think we can all walk away from this happier people than we were Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, unquestionably. Yeah. It feels good to just talk about it. Yeah, right. It's yeah, and it's not one of those movies where it's like, oh, Mad Max was cool. It was like, oh, and it's almost like the way everyone felt about you know Indiana Jones and the Crystal, Crystal Skull with you with George Lucas and Spielberg Spielberg raping your childhood. <laughs> it's yeah. like thank you for giving it back to right. me you know what i mean like i i i'm 35 i felt like i was a kid again mm-hmm. i felt so it, do you know how long it's been since i've seen a movie twice in a theater let alone twice right. in three days <laughs> that's how good it is and i'm looking forward to seeing it again because there were so much little things that i like like i missed oh yeah and it's just so goddamn good all the How about when 3PO interrupts the oh, that was of Leia? <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah, it's so appropriate great. for and his probably didn't recognize me. They, they couldn't. Because they of couldn't, my red arm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All because of that. And oh, and, and it, the, the first thing you think of, that's exactly what C3PO would do. Yep. Yeah. That's and it, this is where I go back to saying why I am glad that C3PO and R2D2 were not in the movie a lot. Because to I like BB 8. I want to see what BB eight story is going to be in all this. Yeah. I want, listen, I'm glad that Luke's going to be like the Yoda character in the next figure or in the next movie. I have no doubt that he's going to be just like Han was Obi-Wan in this movie. Yeah. But I'm excited about the fact that the old players are not the stars of this. Yeah, I am. I'm glad it's that nice they're that they're there. It's nice that they're there and mm-hmm. they're not shoehorned in and it feels real and it feels like they grew Han Solo at his age feels like how that character would have grown. He's still snarky. He's still a badass. He's a little more mature. He's a little more weathered. He could look at Leia and admit real feelings. Yeah, I made mistakes. Right. Yeah. From a, a script perspective, they're strengthening the the, the main characters that are supposed yes. to be the main characters, yeah. which is so important. I don't want to see Luke save the day ever. Right. You want to see the new characters I want to come see into Poe or Finn because save it's their the day story now. Ray. Right. right. You know, like they had their time. Yep. Um. Move on. Last word. Sure. Thank you guys. This is fun. Oh, thank you. I'm sure we're going to, I'm sure we're going to, I'm sure we're going to, we're going to talk this movie to death over the next couple months. Yeah. I hope, I just hope we don't talk it so much to death that in two years they're like, I don't want to go see the new one. It'll never happen. I know it won't. You know why? Because at the root of it all is that feeling. It's the smile that's on everybody's face right now, except for Jerry. He doesn't really smile that much. (laughs) I smile on the inside. It's that, it's that fucking, it's that like, you always have that look on your face. Like you just like a split second ago, a teaspoon of poo just came out of you. I'm usually, you have it like, did anyone know? No, you see, I'm more of a listener. I'm like listening intently and then, yeah. And then judging. 
later. Eh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then citing Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. One, one of my no free are. thought. Just Reddit and Wikipedia. <laughs> According to Wikipedia. <laughs> one of your what, Dan? One of my favorite uh, phrases uh, is blueberry pancakes. This is an inside joke between somebody I know and myself. And it's like a, a feeling, you know, of the blueberry pancake feeling. It's the feeling of that warm, fuzzy, wonderful feeling that you have inside of you. When you Something eat a blueberry pancake. You, it's not, it's the, something that reminds you of your childhood or something that reminds you of when you were little. Or something that reminds you of unmitigated joy. Yeah. I have never had that with a new Star Wars release. And I have it now. No matter how weird it gets or how... Right now, I am so joyful for the idea that we get to keep talking about it and there's more movies coming out and the story keeps continuing. I don't think we're ever going to get burned out on it. One more quick thing. Do you think Disney fucked up? How so? Well, everybody thought Disney bought it. They're going to ruin it. Well, no, but I knew that because of Marvel. And yeah, but, a, yeah, but they, Disney didn't own Marvel before. No, but movies have come out under the Marvel, under the Disney banner of Marvel, and they have so fucked so any of them up. so yeah. so this in and of itself proves to the world if you if you trust and you let a good filmmaker do what they got to yes. do. Oh yeah, they're right. gonna make you a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and Abram said no one ever said no to him. Just like whatever he wanted to do, it's like okay, cool. So if that's gonna be how Disney is going forward, okay. I'm glad Disney has it. He's he's absolutely the new Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, yeah. You could tell that they're he's yeah he's been groomed for that right. for mm-hmm. years but now. That, that's what he grew up on. That's sure. all he well, loved. So, what's that? I never saw, it, but isn't Super Eight like his Super Eight's fantastic? It's like an Amblin movie. Yeah, the Amblin logo's in it. Yeah, you know Steven Spielberg yeah. produced it. The ending's kind of like eh, I didn't need it, but no. But the thing about him is he he keeps pushing storytelling, which I like. Yeah. That's the, and that's the and that's the the takeaway from all of this is just tell a good story. Mm-hmm. And he's all about surprises too, not letting the cat out of the bag too soon, which is. Did it, anybody feel like there were surprises in this movie? In the movie itself, as you were there, yeah. Harrison Ford was a, Han Solo was a surprise to me. Story was, yeah. Not the, not this actor was good. I think you said that you could see Han Solo. The nuances, coming. yeah. When he walked up to the bridge, but that was like thing, uh, thirty seconds before shooting. Yeah, that was thing, that was final confrontation. But I don't think right anything there. that happened in the movie was necessarily a surprise or a twist. I didn't know that Kylo was Han's kid. And I thought it was going to be Ray and Kylo. You know, one went to the light, one went to the right. dark. Maybe that's what it is. Well, in the books, it's they had twins and. Twins running that family, Jerry. But I'm not sure. No, if that's the expanded universe, then it's not even. No, yeah, that that's, would be, yeah, that would be Jason Solo and twins Jane, right? Yeah. Right. That would be Jason and Jane. And they're right. No, that's, there's nothing to say that just because it's not canon anymore that uh, directors and writers can't use. Yeah, they uh, might draw from ideas. If, from I would them. be surprised if they don't like pull Thrawn and Mara Jade <laughs> in some way. Well, we'll I would see. love to see Thra- that. Uh, we'll uh, see. What's, what's Thrawn? Grand Moff Thrawn or General Thrawn or something like that? Admiral. Admiral Thrawn and Mara Jade in some fashion. I feel like they're going to, she's going to be in some, what do you think? I felt like the Nazi general could easily have been Thrawn. And I felt like it would have added something to the story. Hux? Yeah. Well, Ray needs a mother. So it's got to be, if they went with Mara Jade, I wouldn't be surprised. It could happen. I just hope it's not Carrie Fisher. That would be. <laughs> With Luke? It's already, been, like, we- it's already <laughs> been weirded in the movie once. Like they just decided to go have for it. Have you guys it. seen those explain a film plot badly? No. Did you see Colbert's explanation of the Star Wars? To no. The, to the Chinese people? No. The other night? He does not in about a minute and a half. It's hysterical. You got to get a chance <laughs> to watch it. it. There's one about Empire, and it's like uh, something like... Uh, and then when she does it, Luke does one of these. Like he puts his hands behind oh, his head. Oh, from the shade. Yeah. The- yeah. And Solo's like, instead of him being like, oh, 
he was like uh, it was like it was totally like like that that but did he know at that point that they testosterone were no okay he didn't know but it was still in hindsight it's like yeah like do you think him and solo had that conversation where han was like remember the time you kissed your sister and you felt like a badass <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah i'm fucking well, her did you hear what I, okay i have to say one quick reddit story yeah Oh, did you Jesus probably Christ. saw this though? No, this is a, fun, a guy put on that him and his wife went to see it together and uh, his wife, he won't bring her to the movies anymore because the scene where uh, Ray goes to Han, you know, Luke Skywalker, the guy's wife leaned over to him in the middle of the theater and he goes, no, or, or no, 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 him. I fucked his sister. I, I, <laughs> I went to in the middle that. of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> All Which right, let's go to last word, buddy. <laughs> So I want to uh, hear some good things about the podcast. <laughs> yes. Well, I I wish that you were with me on Saturday because if you were with me on Saturday, then would you would see it. there were there were several people who came up to us because uh, the the great thing about um, and I, I said this on the podcast when they were here and I'll, I'll say it again uh, about the Menzingers, uh, Captain We're Sinking, many of the other bands uh, that played wonderful, they, wonderful individuals. They're great people and they remember where they're from. They remember that you know where they came yep. from. Their fans, uh, the 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 people that they grew up with, and everything like that. That's what the NEPA Holiday Show is all about. Um, so the last two episodes that we did, uh, you know, one was with uh, Captain We're Sinking and one was with the Menzingers. And uh, both of those guys, uh, you know, like we, we, I actually ended up uh, next to Bobby for a good portion of the night because uh, Captain We're Sinking's uh, uh, merch was all set up next to ours and right, everything. Yeah. So, uh, so we had the table set up to, uh, to, you know, meet people and, you know, talk about any PA scene and just get, just get the name out there. Even if people were just seeing the banner on their way to, you know, go get a smoke, it, it was just a way to get the, the name out there and stuff like that, uh, which was very cool for Tom May to say yes to that and just let us hang out and everything like that. Cause otherwise cool it was dude. just the bands. Yeah. Very, very cool dude. And, and my mom remembers him. Oh Yeah. Yeah, we were when we were driving to New York yesterday. I said, "Hey, I said, hey, did you get that text to me saying Tom May said hi?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "How's he doing?" I said, "He's an international rock star." <laughs> and she goes, "Really?" I said, "I'll play the podcast thing." So I played the podcast section. Yeah. And she goes, "I didn't teach French; it was German." Ah. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, but you still didn't know it, right?" She's like, "No, I had no <laughs> clue what that was." <laughs> so uh, this this guy comes up to us uh, with his wife, and uh, he says. That he had heard the, the 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 past two podcasts and now he's subscribing to it. He loves it. You know, he loves what we're doing. He said, "I love podcasts in general." He's like, "I'm from, uh, I'm living in Tamaqua now, so I'm a little bit you know removed from Northeast PA and everything. Yeah. But you know, that's kind of where I grew up. It's you know where I know I still know a lot of people. That's why I'm here for the the show and everything. So, uh, so I listened to those." And uh, he he's like I I loved you know the the questions that you had and the, the very conversational tone and everything uh, worked really well. But the thing that got me to subscribe, the thing that stuck with me, uh, was when you said you were talking about Star Wars, and uh, you you had said that your wife uh, falls asleep during movies all the time, and that's why she hadn't watched Star Wars yet because you 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 insisted that she watched Star Wars. And I said, yeah, yeah, of course. That's, you know, she has to watch Star Wars without falling asleep at any point. She, she needs to be attentive. Yeah, yeah. I would be very, very insulted if, sure. you know, she fell asleep during Absolutely, Star Wars. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, 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 you want to have, you, you, I want to see the, 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 the moments when she's seeing it for the first time and stuff like that. So, you know, it has to be sacred. It has to be the right time, right place, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I feel that I feel the same way. And, you know, and she, he's pointing as well. Yeah, she falls asleep during movies all the time. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I do. And she's 
she's like, in that point, I started listening, and then she she got into it, and she really enjoyed the show. So now she's you know, a listener too. So obviously, I want to give a, you know a shout out to those people and everything to prove to Mark, by the way, that people do fucking listen to the show. Uh, a and, and and B, just in general, you know, I'm just glad that that those things, uh, those are the things that matter to people. That's what struck me about uh, the the conversation was. Uh, you know, not the the compliments and everything else. It was just that you know he identified with what we said. You know, our ours bullshitting in between and stuff like that. So it makes me feel a little mo- bit more comfortable when you know Mark goes off on his you know crazy tangents and things like that. Hey, maybe that's what people want. I doubt it. <laughs> I told Rich this before, when I listened to the first episode. You are the biggest reason I started listening. To, like I kept listening to the podcast. What is you? Why? Didn't I tell you that the first time I ever you you did a, a, a friend of mine actually the other day uh, so oh, she sure. she just started listening and uh, she she was like yeah that Mark guy he's really funny I like him wow just I an think, asshole you sound like the cool, <laughs> like the coolest people say that to you world. all the time like I'm oh you know what's really great, great about what? your podcast you the sound, other guy like the yeah sound pretty much voice, the thing you say you sound like the coolest guy in the world I had one of those like moments when I met you for the first time I was like oh oh you told me that yeah. <laughs> Did not match the voice at all. He's not really a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you do not. Look you got you like got a good radio Jeff voice. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Jumpin' Jeff Walker? I have. Yeah. He doesn't look like Jumpin' Jeff Walker. <laughs> see, did you ever see him with his shirt off? No. Why would you ever see him? <laughs> Looks like Iggy Pop. Ooh. I mean, like he's like ripped and shit. Really? Oh yeah. Ooh. He had lavender shorts on when I saw him, and I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> did you ever meet Ryan Lucky in person? No, he's one of the best looking human beings I've ever met in my life. What do you mean? Like, like he's like, gorgeous. Like someone drew you. Yeah, he's gore. I hated standing anywhere near him. <laughs> I met him at a Best Buy. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I Wait, in, in what, what section of the Best Buy? And I, I was somebody was helping me. He was getting the squiggle pen. He was trying to buy something. And he's like, can I interrupt you for one second? I just need to. Add. And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And I was like, oh, you're right. Was this at 5 a.m.? No, it was like middle of the it was like middle of the day kind of thing. And but the. Like I looked at it and he had like maybe two days worth of stubble and I want shine. I just wanted to touch him. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, well, that's a great way to go to jail. So I just kind of stepped back and let him finish his conversation and walk away. And but you admired from afar. I did admire him. He's a good looking <laughs> dude. Yeah. So did, did you Annoying wanna, as fuck, but a good looking dude. Did you want to draw him? Did I want to draw him? Yeah. Like one of your no. French girls? Yeah. No, I did not want to draw him. Want to draw on him with your semen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that looked like I, I, I just my star killer. Bitch. That looks like I just Hi. tried to go down on myself, but I was actually laughing. <laughs> so, anything else about the podcast? Anybody say anything about me? <laughs> you just want to hear more compliments. You're my favorite. I just got engaged. I want to hear some more good stuff. I'm having a really good week. So I just don't want it to go bad. By by the way, we're the only people that can talk about other people in media like that and get away with it. What do you mean that? Because Dan, Dan wants to drop DNA on a yeah, because, because you're never <laughs> you're, well, you're never going to see uh, you know Jumpin' Jeff Walker or anybody else talking about this stuff on the radio. I grew up on Jumpin' Jeff because Jumpin' Jeff Walker's a pussy. Yeah, I said it. Oh. Hey, Dan, how okay, how oh my we'll god, fucking go. I want to see him come at you and you back down so fast. <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't. You don't think you would back down? You, know, you was, guys know I'm a pussy, but I wouldn't back down. What would you do? If he like attacked me? No, like if he came out, he's like, <laughs> he's like, I heard you said some shit. Well, I'll look a local comedian. Can I tell you what my dream is? This is my dream. And if it happens with him, I'm fine with that. This is your dream. This is my dream. That somebody like jacks me up against the wall by the throat. Yeah. And they're like threatening and me. Throws their back out. And I completely <laughs> go die. And I very calmly 
I very calmly just say, like, if you don't let go of me in three seconds, I'm going to break your leg. And I go one, two. And on two, I break their arm. And then they're like on the ground writhing. And I go, did I say leg? I meant arm. I'm sorry. That's your dream. That's my dream. To physically harm someone. Yes. That attacks me first. <laughs> I'm dead serious. because I Jedi like only uses the force for defense. Goddamn right. <laughs> if it's Ryan Lucky, so be it. It's fine. Just I just jump and jump. I, I, I see. No, you don't want to mess up his pretty face. No, you're right. I don't <laughs> like tell your dirty. Like, I just wanted to ruin something beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure. I like, dude, I, I, look, nice I like, I like, I like, uh, I like, I like lucky. I think, I think God bless a guy who has that much energy at 5 a.m. Right. Seriously. Um, Jeff Walker. I mean, he needs to earn some respect just because of the fact that like for 30 years, he's been the voice of. Radio. Oh, yeah. Um, did we talk any about it, about any other celebrities? No, I don't I think meant, we mentioned any. But if you want to start offending them now, by all Does means, just keep rattling them off. WNEP anchor was that was on a Girls Gone Wild video. There was one. There, I don't know if it was WNEP, but there was a local. They did a, a Girls Gone Wild, and I don't follow. There was there. one locally here. I remember that. Oh no, I heard this one happened in like South Beach or something. Oh, like really? it wasn't local. Okay, but, yeah, but she's it was probably long gone. But they from did the it area. with. They were trying to find like people who worked in local like local weathermen and local news anchors that were on i don't know how I it, hope but i, I remember hearing that a person locally it was a female from one of the stations around here was gone away on vacation and ended up on one of those videos hmm. so if anybody knows who that is i usually leave I, a comment underneath here yes, on nepac.com uh, you want to go on the nepa gone wild subreddit for that one <laughs> <laughs> i hope they're all pictures of jer just like <laughs> shirt exposed wrapped up in a bearskin yeah. rug see you smooth see now like, he, like to, and jer to, gone wrap, wild. to wrap all this up right you do have a good sense of humor about this chair. Yeah. Like everything that we like all the ball busting and all like the, the shit that right, I especially ball I busting. give you. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that, but um, well, ball busting, not, but you, but, but you seem like the guy who's like, you know, you know, the people who are like, Hey, here's my picture. Can you Photoshop it to make it better? Oh you yeah. Those people? Totally. Right. Yeah. Like here's like the guy who was like trying to hold the moon in his fingers. And all of a sudden, like they took, they put the moon on his head and put his yes. head where the moon was <laughs> supposed to be. Like those photos would would bring so much joy to the internet, and you won't let the world see them. <laughs> Is that who I am? I'm you are. I you're hope- like you're like holding this <laughs> Christmas gift for everyone, and it's not like and you got a Christmas gift for the world that cost you session fees. You won't give it to anybody. Sorry. I've only seen it on a small screen, and it is fantastic. It's it's going to be a gift I hope, for only certain I hope, special people. I hope Jer will show you when we conclude I hope this so. episode I want of it. this podcast. If only you're subscribers ever to the by anything I say about your physicality. I doubt it. I is want you a, to understand dude, something. For me to be I only say it out of jealousy. Is... <laughs> Here's the thing. Yeah. You're exactly right. If, if Satan himself came up to me right now and snatched a newborn off of somebody on the street and was like, if you murder this newborn with your bare hands, you could look like Jer. Where's the knife? Would, that head would be detached from that body <laughs> yeah. so quickly that yeah. it would look like a bad trick. <laughs> it was just, uh, now what? I'm already going bald, so he's like partly there. That's right. Oh, fuck, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. <laughs> well, Mur- thank you, murder Tom. my family? Sure, no problem. So you're not. So I like can make we, a new family with. So this, like, with your disposition, or you're not like Professor X. You're just more like Professor like L. L. I was just gonna say like maybe Y or Z. Yeah. yeah. I like Professor Z. I like Professor Y. Yeah. 
why like yeah, that kind of why <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here anything else rich thank you for That's having it. us go see star wars the force awakens it's in theaters now uh, do it jj abrams if you ever or anyone associated with the production if you listen to this we would love 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 for you to just contact us in any way even if it's a thumbs up on social media <laughs> a bb8 thumbs up a bb8 thumbs and up daisy ridley if you're listening to this i know i said i have a girlfriend but she could be gone in a heartbeat <laughs> <laughs> so you heard about how we would get rid of a baby <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> may the force be with you may the force be with all of you that's it you guys want to say may the force be with you you know you want to. Dan. I really do. Dan His midichlorian counts are off the chart. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> say it. Stop May with the, the M word. Wait, hold on. You t- oh, did, did you step in my May the Force be with you? He, yeah, he totally. Can you imagine at the end of that if Leia was like, and Ray, may the... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It would definitely be 3PO, but yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. General. <laughs> Have you I'm seen my laugh. red arm? Every time I hear the red arm, I'm going to laugh no matter what. It's so funny. I'll go fire up the growth accelerator. <laughs> Bail Organa of Alderaan. <laughs> System reboot. What the fuck? <laughs> all right, say it. You get to say it. We should all say it. May the force be with you. Ted. May the force be with you. And that's it. Not me. <laughs> Okay, fine. No, say it. Say it. May the internet be. I mean, may the may the force be with you. <laughs> say, say it. Say it like Obi Wan right. would say it. May the force be with you. Is that how he talks? Possibly. Is that how he talks? Because <laughs> no, that know. sounded like the guy from the original Arthur movie. <laughs> what the fuck is Dudley Moore? Dudley, a drunk, a drunk Dudley Moore. Yeah. May, the I elf can't even do from it. Uh, Santa Claus or whatever the hell it was. Remember that movie? <laughs> Was it, it was John Lithgow, and they made popsicles that made people fly or lollipops. What they were made of fusion. Wow. I think it's the Santa. I'll, 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 I'll Not get it. Not the Santa you. Claus. No, 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 no. It was something different. It oh, was okay. Santa something. But Dudley Moore was the elf. <laughs> so, huh. all right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.